goodness, they have installed a state-of-the-art venue-wide air conditioning unit at the Khalifa International Stadium because things are really hotting up for the 2019 Athletics World Championships. 1,800 athletes from 208 federations are sweating their way through fine-tuning sessions. The marathons will have to be ran at midnight so that Callum Hawkins doesn't self-desiccate, careful now, at mile four. And the head-to-heads are truly sizzling. And adding to this delicious athletics inferno is this, our back straight Doha hot take. I'm Claire. I'm Bayo. I'm Jodie. And we are joined by a very special guest today. Special guest, what is your name, what do you do, and who is your favourite athlete going to Doha? Oh, my name is Radzi, a TV presenter, my favourite athlete, period, Maurice Screen, Kansas Oh! I, I thought you'd be surprised. <laughs> I mean, I was hoping for a bit more elevation. <laughs> but when she said going to Doha, I don't think she meant like in a, in a, um, uh, what do you call in it? In a coaching capacity. In a coaching capacity yeah. or something. Yeah, I think she meant he might actually be on okay, the track. my favourite person going to Doha... That, you know, that's so tough because, okay, could it be someone like, let's take Jasmine Sawyers because she gets an invite, she was searching for the one centimetre, it hasn't happened, I think she's genuinely going to outdo herself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely, there. always does. Could it be somebody like, oh, who would I go for? <laughs> See, then I think about someone like Nigel Amos. And I think about there's been so much narrative around him. Could he break a world record? I think the answer that's no. No. <laughs> very simply, is it going to be ah? There is, do you know what? There are so many. There are so many people that. Well, I think she was looking for one. Yes. Sorry. It's a good time. This is fine. I should really have thought about this in advance, but it's basically I'm just pumped that we have a world championships. They are about to happen. It's September, yeah, exactly. and they are about to happen. I'm excited. Can I just say, I'm so excited that you're as excited as we are. Yeah. Because like that's that answer is the kind of answer that we would give. You know, like, <laughs> long, long <laughs> rambling, like, never quite getting to the point. Like, got too many thoughts going on. So you're, you're fully on board. Can I just quickly go back to Maurice Green? Because I'd forgotten about Maurice Green, to be fair. Never. Because he was, he was, he won everything. He's Olympic champion, multiple world champion. And yet I think he gets totally overlooked when you're looking back at sprinters. Yeah, but that was, that and all, yeah, yeah. Yeah. but also do you remember when he used to do interviews for Eurosport that, that's, that's what <laughs> he used I was... to do your job for Eurosport so you see the thing is about the Kansas Cannibal so first of all <laughs> he predated dancing to no music what? so it became cool oh, to dance him. to no music before that it was all about licking your lips yeah, and being aggressive and just swagger and that dude used to deliver and I'll put it out there Athens, he ran a really poor semi-final. I think he eased up too early. The result of which was he cost himself a lane draw in the final in Athens. If he hadn't got a poor lane draw, I think he wins, becomes a two-time Olympic champion. All of a sudden, his whole narrative has changed entirely. I'm going to argue about that. Because if he was in such great shape, he could have won. How did Mark Lewis Francis beat him in the relay? Starting one metre ahead. He only made up a metre on Mark Lewis Francis, who we love. But if he's well, if he's in... Different gravy. Yeah. Okay, so here's what I'd say. We've got off a weird <laughs> So, Americans not known for their changeovers. Mm-hmm. Number that's number one. Number two, you totally negate the drive phase when it comes to relay. So he doesn't have that opportunity to get that, at the time the world record 60 meter shape where it's the John Smith HSI head down pure driving. And even despite that. I thought if there was one more meter on the track, he'd have actually done it. He, he would have done But I, I'm over it. I'm over it, guys. <laughs> so just ask Kyle Langford, you cannot add an extra meter to a race yeah, and claim the victory. <laughs> of course, if he had one, how things would have been different? 
Oh. Correct. Considering who did. Mm, I know. Mm. Back to Doha. <laughs> <laughs> Doha is coming hot on the heels of one of the best world championships ever yeah. in London. And it's coming hot on the heels of one of our favourite championships of all time, Berlin. The best championship of all time. Sorry, so you mean the British Championships 2018? <laughs> yes, yeah. the Women's Long Jump 2018 <laughs> British Championships. It's got a couple of really big acts to follow and it's not without its controversies. Mm. I'm going to open this up to the room. What can we expect from Doha as hosts? Human rights abuses. Um, <laughs> start, start with the positives. <laughs> Human rights abuses, people being put in prison for being women and being gay. You know, all the good stuff. Besides that, <laughs> no, <you know> what? <laughs> this isn't really the podcast and this isn't really the episode to go into that in enormous depth, but I do think that is the elephant in the room with yeah. these championships and with all sporting events being held but in also, these Also, we've got to say 45 degree heat, yeah. you know? And I'm sure it will all be fine because, you know, every single Olympics especially, but also world championships, building up to it, sometimes years before building up to it, we hear that everything that's going to go wrong, it's going to be a disaster, nothing's built. Only once has that, twice has that ever happened, I remember. Do you remember the hilarious um, world indoors in, um, in Istanbul? Well, they're still building. Like, they're still literally still building the stadium. You had to and Delhi. They had to clamber, oh, Delhi oh had to clamber <laughs> over like workmen to get into the stadium. Wow. <laughs> it was brilliant. Um, but nine <laughs> times out of ten, or nine and a half times out of ten, when you actually get to the championship, all the things we've be complaining about don't actually happen. You know? Do you know what I would also say in response to what you said partly? Is that's a governmental thing? That's not the people. Oh no, no absolutely. No issue with the people, and I'm, I also think it probably will be a very well organised championships. They have got experience of putting on big events. They've got uh, experience of for years now putting on diamond leagues. So they they know what they're doing. They will have thrown billions of pounds at it. So there'll be no expense spared. I'm I'm worried about the heat. I think from an mm. athletics perspective, I think the heat's going to not just affect. Athletes, but it will affect results as well. Well, supposedly they are able to cool the stadium down to between 24 and 26 degrees, not just for the competitors, but for the, those in the stands as well. So if they can achieve that, those are pretty optimal. Yeah, but that's just when you're competing on the track during your particular mm. event. We're talking about being in that heat continuously in the warm up, mm. you know, just being in that heat all day, every day is going to be really wearing, isn't it? We had one day in London this year when I think it was like 38 degrees wasn't it and like nobody left the house because it was <laughs> <laughs> absolutely unbearable so I know they're running the marathons at midnight like it's Rome 1960 maybe someone will win in bare feet again but um, <laughs> the the marathon for example and the walks um, that is going to be brutal and it's going to be who can cope with those yeah. conditions best so I think predicting those kind of any of those events is like totally worthless I think we're going to just have to wait and see what happens but you know part of me thinks that's about being a champion yeah, yeah so oh, totally about, let's say I don't know Preparing. Moscow 1980 you know it's going to be cold and so we've got the other end of the spectrum is that now just about well in the same way that you prepare for a faster field the same yeah. way you might prepare for and in fact back in the days remember when quarterfinals used to be quarterfinals yeah. oh, those right. were the days <laughs> when they used to have two rounds of the 10,000 yeah. oh my god yeah of course they did mm. Wow. Yeah. So, the, so that was back... So Liz McColgan. Yeah, she... Yeah. she that is... And that's Tokyo, humid, 91. And they would also... People Ooh. would also be doing like the, the, the three and the ten, or, or the men were doing the five and the ten, they'd have to do rounds of... Like, they used to have four rounds of the 800. Yeah. And then they'd do an 800, 1500 double, which no one does anymore. So but, Kip Keita, so that, that was him. So the times he ran back then, he was running... On heavy legs. Right. Back mm. in the 90s, it would have been still, wouldn't it? 
Yeah, I mean, it's, it also, it, yeah, I think when they started having two world championships, and also then it, then it started being made for TV, so everything had to be a lot, a lot shorter yes. and stuff like that. But yeah, back in the day, at 84 Olympics, I'm pretty sure Seb Cohen, eight rounds. Gee. So weather is something to navigate. That's going to be tricky, but maybe you're right. That will get people to really step up and to excel and just prove that they are durable athletes in more sense than just kind of how quickly they can get around a track. I, do, don't they th- I feel like the team's gone out quite late, considering how hot it is. They've still been picked last week. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true, some people are still receiving invitations. And imagine yeah. if you live somewhere with a much cooler climate, you don't have time to acclimatise. Because we did, the, uh, last, last pod, we talked about Nick Willis and how he hadn't got an invite and the reasons mm. for that. All of a sudden, he has got an invite. Yeah, well, he's a week uh, into a three week break. Yeah, so well, he's he turned it down because it's too late. Mm. And the same for British athletes are still getting invites. Um, Naomi Abetta got an invite. Oh, did she? Yeah, yeah it turned down for her. Um, Jade Lally got an invite. She had a baby nine weeks ago. Turned down for her by British Athletics. I've got a whole rant on Twitter about that. Yeah, the most inarticulate, rude, badly punctuated email you've ever seen. It was like the work. No, the work experience would have written a better email (laughs) to everybody. They all got the same. They all got the same cut and paste email. No, I really (laughs) hope we don't know who sent that. Do you know what? I've, and one thing I'd love to know is when you get an invite, what does it do to you mentally? Mm. Because if you've gone through the disappointment, first of all, and then the evasion, does it free you to suddenly... But I don't think you get the invite. No. The invite gets sent to your, your federation. Federation, body. Yeah. So you're not going to be, yeah, I'm going, to be found out you're not, because it's going to go to your governing body who's going to email you to say, oh, by the way, mate, you've got a... No, it's only our federation. Every other country right. accepts the invites. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, say, for example, so let's take Jasmine Sawyer's case, where she isn't going, and then she finds out that she is mm. going psychologically, emotionally... I think it feels like a freebie, and I think you're right, that must take a lot of pressure off. But this is something also that a lot of people have mentioned on Twitter. Athletes and federations have to learn the rules. Athletes are sitting around going, oh, I'm going to get an invite. You're not going to get an invite. Go on road to Doha, look where you're ranked. Speak to your federation, find out what their rules are. British athletes, apart from Jazz Sawyer, knew pretty much they weren't going to get the invite accepted, even if they were invited. So, yes, it is disheartening to know you could have gone and you're not, but the reality is you knew at the beginning of the season what the, what the selection procedure was, and, and vice versa. Um, the, the IWF are not, contact, are not communicating with people properly. British athletics aren't communicating with people properly, but it's, it behooves everybody to educate themselves about what the process is. And to be fair, I mean, we knew... I mean, we were at the trials and I spoke to someone who's in some kind of authority and I said, like, they're not, who, who are they going to be picking? And he basically said, no one, unless you're going to be um, podium potential, as they call it. So I think we said on the, on the pod that next week, the only person I can see them picking is Jess Sawyer, mm-hmm. who is the only, I mean, there's a few other people going for various reasons, but the only person they basically picked is Jess Sawyer. If we can have worked that out, athletes and coaches should have also been able to work that out themselves. So getting upset about it now is kind of like, too little, too late, isn't it? But there doesn't. The policy of British athletics towards selection needs to, if it's not clarified, it just needs to, it needs, needs to change. And especially because in Tokyo, it's going to be totally done on the rankings. Rankings. So it's you're not going to be able to do it well, unless you're like the top five in the world. You're not going to be able to do a performance. It's going to be totally done on rankings. It's going to be people doing a performance at eleven fifty-five the day before the rankings close, getting in. No one's. You haven't got a comeback. Ah, uh, so you so mean... So it's, it's going to... Don't, we don't know how it's going to work out. Stop, stop, everybody. Let's talk about that next year. Should we, <laughs> <Yeah>. talk, about, <laughs> should we talk about Doha? Yeah? Yes, sorry. Keep getting waylaid. One other thing I want to throw into the mix with Doha is just today, Sean Ingle wrote a piece for The Guardian. They've had some numbers leaked. 
and for the entire championships, <laughs> bearing in mind there are 10 days of athletics, it's a stadium that can seat 40,000 people, they have sold 50,000 tickets for the entire a day. champs. They are having to bus in migrant workers and children to fill the stands. To, to, so to, that to they... build the stands. Well, they give them their passport back <laughs> before they get on the bus. <laughs> Probably not, but the, I imagine they're going to be putting them exactly where the TV cameras, where the wide angles are well, going to be filmed, so we don't do. have another, remember Rio Olympics where they had the empty seat Twitter account, I feel like a Doha empty seat Twitter account is begging to be made, tickets are only 13 quid a pop, so it's not like people have been priced out of them, it's just that the demand isn't there, so when you think that Barcelona and Eugene were the other two cities bidding to host this, they would have sold out almost every Yeah, but session. Barcelona and Eugene probably didn't have big enough brown envelopes. Mm, yeah, I think. <laughs> but it, I know we're going on, I don't want to keep doing this, but I have no issue with taking this round to parts of the world that don't necessarily have a following. If you want to build a following, if you want to get people excited, you have to do that. So in, in principle, I have no problem with it going to different places of the world. I, Doha's not my favourite place, and that's why we're not going, yeah. for obvious reasons. But the... I do think sometimes you're going to have to like put it in places that are not going to be particularly full or very educated about the sport, and that's the way you do grow the sport. So I have some sympathy for that. Oh, it makes sense. I like exactly. it. Exactly. Clever. Clever. <laughs> I like it. Right, okay. Anyway, my name's Ben Williams, and you're listening to the Backstraight Boys. So in the absence of people sat in the stands watching, actually, <laughs> organisers are going to be really reliant upon very receptive and enthusiastic audiences back at home, which is where people like you come in, Radzi. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about what it's like as a broadcaster. Yes. At a major champs like this. How many major athletics meets have you done now, do you reckon? You're quite new on the BBC scene. I reckon... So did Beijing 2015. I... That, in fact, to be fair, Beijing 2015 was probably the biggest thing I've done in athletics. So this is on a par. But there are three main roles that you do. So you'd have studio, so that'll be host. You then have reporter, so I'm mix zone. And then you have colour presenter, which is you go out, you do VTs, or it might be dependent upon the headline of, of the day. So whether it's, um, I remember at the time we did um, something with, oh, that's right, it was would Mo Farah be considered a great Kenyan runner? And so we then went and spoke to an American coach, a Kenyan coach, British coach. We spoke to different fans from around the world to try and establish how he'd be received. And there's an example of it was to do with um, Mo Farah becoming great at that particular champs. And so it's really nice that you get to go and almost meet the people that create the people, as it were. And so it is, it is a privilege to get to do it. So that's what you do. You do colour, yeah? So Gabby in that room <laughs> studio, Jeanette does the interviews, and you do the other bits surrounding I've done it. a few. So at the European doors, I was doing studio. In fact, no, I was in studio and mixed. And then, so that was based, basically, it's full on to do a lot live on air. And so Gabby had a break, and then I was doing mix zone whilst Jeanette was on maternity. Yeah. And so now Jeanette's doing mixed, Gabby's in the studio, and then, because the days are so long, they're going to do a little bit of Jeanette in the studio to make it even more complicated. Oh, cool. I'll do a little bit of mixed, but mainly colour, yes. So much so, so dramatic was that we even got sirens in the background. Yeah, always sirens. <laughs> always, always sirens on here. The deepest, darkest happening. Um, can I just say, yes. we have, over the years, had a lot of complaints about BBC coverage. Um, I am going to tell you, someone who works there, it's got so much better. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> so yeah. much better. Like, the last two years, I yeah. feel like... Just as the pods, I thought they probably just couldn't handle us slagging them off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll take credit for that. <laughs> we're going to get total, total credit for it. It's got so much better. There's so much less 
just chat for the sake of chat. There's lots more actual athletics on, you know. Um, I, we always never had a problem with Phil. Phil was always, I always thought yeah. Phil did a really good job. But Jeanette has been brilliant. Mm. You have come in as someone who we didn't really know from an athletics background or had necessarily seen in athletics world as such. But you know your shit. Yeah. As, oh, thank you. Literally, as you've sat down here, some of the stuff you've gone, and I've gone, ooh. <laughs> I've literally, literally said, oh, who knows what you're talking about? Because before, I always felt that there was a... Um, you put someone on because they were a known face, yeah. you know, or we knew their name, but they didn't necessarily love athletics. Love athletics, know their stuff, or even feel they needed to know their stuff because naming no names, they're such a big name they can get away with just talking, you know. Okay, um, you've got the qualification standard. You're not the invitation. You're that. <laughs> <laughs> you would be selected in the first round. Yeah, I know. So, I think <laughs> athletics is the best sport. Of course, it is. I've, I've watched it since the days of Moses Kiptanui. You know, and in my house, we were never bothered about I don't know the Kim Kardashian equivalent I was bothered about Steve Backley Colin Jackson Linda Christie Sally Gunner all these guys all these legends whether it's Haile because my dad was from Zimbabwe so a lot of African whether it's um, Bikili whether it's um, who did Kelly Holmes train with so Marie Matola all these people that are heroes in my house and uh, okay name drop here I was having lunch with Colin Jackson randomly in Glasgow for the Europeans and I said to him I said mate you don't understand how big you are in my world (laughs) (laughs) and he said said, and and the reason I said it was he was almost being slightly self-deprecating and putting his own accolades and achievements down he basically said no one remembers what you used to do. And I said, just so you know. Yeah, they do. In six Langley clothes. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's so funny because we have been obsessed with athletics our entire lives. You know, we, we always say this, but our eighth birthday cake was in the shape of an athletics track. Yes. You know? I, I don't that. ever remember not being obsessed with athletics. So it's really hard for us to gauge how famous or successful people are. Because to me... People are like superstars, yeah. you know, like Marie Mutolu is like one of the most famous women in my, in my world, you know, but the vast majority of the public haven't got a clue who she is. And it's sometimes really hard to gauge that, isn't it? To know, I, I can't even quite tell you how famous Usain Bolt is, you know, I know he's super, super famous, but I can't quite gauge how famous he is because to me, he's, you can't be any more famous than him, you know, um, it's interesting you kind of have the same thing in your, yeah. in your family. Would you ever remember there was a mascot called Spike the Lion who yes. occasionally make an appearance? <laughs> Spike so, the Lion that looked like a dog. Yeah, I, I take it slightly insultingly for the reason I'm going to reveal <laughs> it was me. <laughs> <laughs> And that was me was because I was at uni and basically I couldn't afford tickets to go and watch athletics and I thought how can I watch it for free and no. I thought I bet you they've got hang on they've got a mascot do they need a mascot so I called them up and they said it was just uh, UK athletics at the time I said oh hi there still isn't here in this in this, office, in this studio <laughs> <laughs> every week nostalgia <laughs> so I said oh guys I said do you have um, anyone for the mascot role and they said well if you're volunteering because no one else wants to do it and I said I am, yes. <laughs> and so I then became the mascot, and so at all the events, it was me. And so you so, watched it through a gauze? <laughs> yes. Oh my and I'll God. tell you, there was one time, it was, this was, in fact, first story, so I first time doing it without a leash, as it were, I, so Gateshead, back when Gateshead was big, so I walked through with no chaperone, which is really poor form if you, in, the, in the world <laughs> of mascots, you don't do that. Anyway, so I walk out there, and I'm looking at the tartan, and I thought, ah, that must be the track. And I can see there's a, a, a white line. But we are 
about maybe two meters past the stand. So I've walked through the tunnel where the athletes have come out of. I can see a line and I thought, hang on, before you walk out, just take a second and have a look. Because obviously if, if you're an athlete, you'd say track or whatever, mm. it'd be an etiquette, but I can't really see where I'm at. <laughs> As I'm having this thought, which is maybe nanoseconds, Philip Sido has walked <laughs> past me. Had I not taken the break, I would have injured him, he would have injured me, and Philip Sido may not have become who Philip Sido was. <laughs> At least you never dropped me Lane Walker. One of my all-time favourite. Berlino. Berlino, the legend. Berlino is that... Oh, like... When I've met Berlino, it was far more exciting than when I met Usain Bolt. Yeah. <laughs> Genuinely. Just not, putting not, it out not. there. We do need to work on your way of ordering celebrities. <laughs> <laughs> we really do. Bradsey, how the hell do you prep for a competition with as many athletes mm. as this? So it would depend what your role is. So if you're doing mixed zone, I've learned the hard way that actually it's almost... There's a real mixture. So one thing that I'm aware of is that I don't like it when you see a broadcaster or hear a broadcaster that pretends to know what they're talking about. <laughs> or it's I'm just going to vomit nouns, words, dates, stats to compensate for the fact that you don't necessarily know. But equally, if you go the other way, you yes. sound like you also don't know what you're talking about. So I thought, well, what, what should be my approach to this? And especially, it can be very repetitive if, you're, if you are in the mix. Yeah, so yeah. someone comes off. And the other thing that you don't necessarily know, if you're interviewing somebody, it can be as live, i.e. you're speaking to them, it won't go out as I'm saying it, so it's banked. The problem is, I've now missed the next yep, race. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and so a person's coming out and I don't know. Now, I don't want to be rude enough to say, what happened? <laughs> so you've got that balance as well. And then you're also adding to the fact you've got devastation, you've got elation, you've got some people want to get back to the warm-up area to cool down, or equally, to stay warm. And you've got all these things going on. You've then got the fact that host broadcasters get the rights to, or, excuse me, the broadcaster of that athlete's home country gets the priority. Yeah. Sometimes they'll come back to you, sometimes. So there's there's politics as well. There's trying to balance the fact that I care about this person and however they're feeling at that moment in time, plus there's the knowledge. But for me, it's more, I'll drop something if I think it's appropriate, i.e. if they reference something, perhaps they'll say, it wasn't a very good start for me, or I was gutted at that start. I might say, and we're so used to seeing you start well, as you've shown in Zurich and wherever it might be. So that's why I try and drop it in. Um, but the studio is the tough one, because as well as stats, as well as people, you've also got to the commentary team. And you've got to know which event applies to which commentator. Oh. And so when you hear in your ear, okay, Radzi, throw to the high jump, you've then got to think to yourself, hang on, are we going live to the high jump or is it a VT which has already been created from events which have previously happened? Because as I'm now looking at high jump and I can see who's there, that may not be who we're going right. to. So then you get into generics, <laughs> which is you may say, well, it's from the endurance prowess of the 1500 meters, now to the plyometric prowess of the men's high jump. So rather than committing to the bars at two meters, yeah. 25. Mm -hmm. And so it really is, you learn on the job, you get better with the experience. I'm fresh to this game. I love this game, but I learn from Claire. I learn from Gabby. Phil, you mentioned there, the reporter, Phil Jones. That man is a hero. I, in Beijing, he sat down with me and he gave me so many pearls of wisdom. Brendan Foster, same story. These guys will impart knowledge. That's just, 
close your lips, Razzy, shut your mouth, open your ears and drink this in. And stories they've got, like Stuart Story, the <laughs> legendary commentator. I was at, um, oh, Ryan, okay, this is a, another name drop. So Jeff Capes' 70th birthday. I was at that because we're doing a documentary on Jeff Capes. So that's the backstory. That, so, it's like hanging out with Brad Pitt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very similar. Similar physiques. And, um, and so I said to um, Stuart Story, who was Jeff Capes' coach, I said, Stuart, I said, I know this is a really weird thing to say. I said, can I hear some of your stories? And he said, oh, you'll regret that. <laughs> um, I said, no, no, I, I won't, because I, I said, I love athletics. And we got talking about athletics and about Jeremy Warren's splits and all the rest of it. So we thought, ah, he knows what he's talking about. Bam, tells me the story. He's in a hotel room. I think it was Munich, the men's semi-finals of the 200 meters. He said, I get a call in my hotel room. Hello? He said, I can hear my producer is panicking. I said, you okay? He said, Stuart, turn on the TV. He said, turn the TV on. He said, put, put BBC on. Yep. He said, put mute on. Turn the volume off. I went, yep. And coming to you, Stuart, now. <gasps> no! He said, I'm looking at the television. He said, I thought, surely they don't want me to commentate. Sorry, what? <laughs> he, said, he said, I'm in my pyjama. Sorry, I'm in my dressing gown. He said, I've turned the volume up slightly. I can see we're on lane two of a close-up on an athlete for the lane call. He said, nothing's coming out of the speaker. So I say, and then two there, we have the athlete from Belgium. <laughs> Fantastic. He commentated from his hotel room because there was a mess up in the stadium. And stories like that, you think, oh man. So and to be a part of that in a small way is a privilege. Fingers crossed. Yes. You never get a phone call. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or it'll be on a delay, that classic. And then you'll go, he doesn't know what he's talking about. He's calling the guy from before. I have one more broadcasting question yes. before we actually look ahead to the events. If you've been talking about sharing stories or hearing stories from athletics greats, what's your best story so far from the world of broadcast of your own personal experiences? Ooh. What's your Graham Norton red chair this one time <laughs> with a BBC mic in my hand? Um, well, do you know what? Okay, I suppose the story would actually be that it took me three years of working for free to get my opportunity mm. in broadcasting. And the thing that people don't see is they see destinations, they don't see journeys. So I'm a boy from Wolverhampton, single parent family. We don't come from money, so I don't know anyone in TV. I don't know anyone in broadcast. I don't, I don't have any, I don't have a safety net as it were. So I decided to foray into this, into this weird world of broadcast. I worked previously in kids TV for five and a half years and people just saw that happen. They didn't see me when I was living in a hostel with mice running through the kitchen. They didn't see me when I, I mean, I mean, this is bad, this, but I used to be a sub-warden at Loughborough Uni. That was my university, so that's why I know a lot of the athletes from the high pack at Loughborough. So I was a sub-warden, meaning you're on call for students, basically, who get drunk and need to be let back into their room. <laughs> but it's a pastoral role as well. So, to be on call, you need to be in the vicinity, namely, in the accommodation that they kind of pay you to be there, or you just get free accommodation. I was a sub-warden, from Media City in Manchester because oh. I was doing my work experience oh, in Manchester a <laughs> hundred miles away my warden didn't know this and, all, and I had my duty phone and if that phone went off I was going to lose my job as a sub warden and that was all I had to keep me going so I was doing work experience in Manchester and I was there Monday to Thursday and I'd then come back and pretend that I'd been in Loughborough all this time hoping I'd never get caught out but that was the kind of part of the journey of trying to get into broadcast and so it isn't so much what happened when I got there, it's more for me what's taken me to being there. But all of that is why you're so good. 
Because oh, people okay. think they can just get to the end without putting in all the hard work to get there. And that's what makes people good, is when you have to put in that hard work. Mm. Because you, you appeared fully formed. Yeah. You know? You appeared... I don't know when we first... You just started popping up doing, like, interviews at marathons or something. Yeah. And I remember when you first popped up, and I vaguely may have known you from Kids TV. Haven't watched Kids TV in, obviously, since the 70s. I vaguely would have known your, your face or something. And I remember thinking, oh, here we go. Yeah. Here we go. Naming no names, but there's someone in particular who many years back um, was put in a similar position where they were put a mic in their hand and were terrible. Um, and I remember thinking, and I remember the very first time you started thinking, oh, he's done his homework, you know? Oh, so that's, you, that's cool. at no point, have you ever felt like you are learning on the job? Genuinely, you know? Because if you were, we probably wouldn't have invited you because we would have all been like... Rolling our eyes. It's a privilege. It's a privilege to be there. And the least you can do, the very least you can do is prepare. Yeah. And that's the bit you can control. You can't control what happens at the Winter Olympics when the very first event you throw to gets cancelled and you say it's now time to join the, down, the downhill skiing at the Yongpla Alpine Centre and the commentator says, well, Radzi, we've just found out that it's been cancelled. It's back to you in the studio. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, what? <laughs> we've got an hour and a half to film out. <laughs> that bit you can't prepare for. But you can, you can do your homework. That's yeah. a bare minimum. Athletics. You better do your homework, because this is, the, like I say, the, to me, the best sport on planet Earth. Every sport runs, has some form of running, yeah. some form of throwing, some form of jumping in. It is the ultimate. That's exactly what we say. Why we love it is because it's also something for everyone. You know, you can be fat or thin, tall or short, um, fast or, you know, it doesn't matter. There's yes. literally so, so what, what frustrates me, what's always frustrated me, is the way that the sport is sold, is that they always pick like one, it's always a man, you know, and make them sprinter. the face, a sprinter, yeah. Make them the face of the sport. And I'm saying, but there's like big girls living in, you know, have a stock or something, who would like maybe <laughs> big have a stock, just pretend I tell you what have a stock is. But do you know what I mean? Who might, might think that, that Valerie Adams is the greatest thing on earth. There's like, yeah. there's some something for everyone. And if they could just contain... Um, or use all the um, different people they've got and use it, promote them in that way, the sport could reach out to so many more people. You guys love athletics as much as I do. What would you do? So if you are in Sebco's position, what do you do right now to change the trajectory of this sport? There's a PR problem, which is it doesn't feel to me like anyone professional is in charge of the PR. It feels like it's in-house. So there's all these strategies and name changes and words and spiel, but is there anyone on the ground doing stuff? You need to get athletes more involved. We say the same thing about, I mean, if you put it on a smaller, in a smaller way, just look at British athletics. What are the athletes, I know, and we've talked to people about British athletics yeah. about this, and they have real difficulty getting athletes <laughs> to go and do anything. Because right. there's managers involved, they're training here, they're doing this, they're doing that. But someone needs to knock some heads together and get athletes out into the community interacting with people you can't just have one road race and go oh yeah the public are involved because the public have left afterwards they didn't know who anyone was they don't know how to get in touch with their local athletics um oh. and nowadays you've got to be much more engaged and you just you look at because we we're, what we do is casting and modeling and stuff like that so we're model scouts and we've got a casting agency and you look at that world at the moment and the diversity in that world at the moment because of social media yeah. you could tap into that in athletics you've got a five foot tall African woman so why aren't we publicising her to everywhere the whole across the whole of Africa and people who are, who are interested in that you've got I don't know a javelin thrower from China you've got you've literally got something for everybody so you need to take it into smaller blocks and, yes. and take this one person or one group of people and advertise them and promote them to 
to yeah, to their, their yeah that's and that's what social media is about like people have created their own groups their own um tribes haven't they also athletics has a, has a fundamental problem in that it's it's a it's like what 20 sports yeah all shoved together yeah and then when split by gender it's 40 different events so that's hard to corral you know it's hard to make people interested in it in it in it all but that also gives you the opportunity to have that 20 different things to promote to, promote to people you know um but one thing i would say the, the very first thing i would do is this is something we complain about all the time we get um not bored bored isn't the right word we get kind of overwhelmed with the amount of events it's that are going calendar. on. Yeah. That it's would be the, the first thing yeah, totally incoherent. 14 Diamond Leagues, different different nights, different days, big gaps, then then on with the finals here, finals there, then there's a Continental Cup, and then there's a different Continental Cup. And then, then there's, there's, a, the match, then there's a match. And there's the Athletics World Cup. And then this has got to stop because mm-hmm. it's a trial. It's it's a mess. And so if you need to find some way to make streamline, it, to streamline it and make it more structured so that even the biggest fans like ourselves can follow it. Often we miss a Diamond League. Because what I would, so I've worked a little bit in Strongman, and what they do very well is have many world record attempts. So recently, 53-year-old man, he's a full-time plasterer, six days a week, Mark Felix broke a world record in what's called the Herculean hold. But the thing is, it doesn't matter really what the world record is. (laughs) So you could tow a bus, and we could say, so this is the world record over 15 meters, now it's over 10 meters. And actually what I'd love to see is the narrative change around did was it an exceptional performance to just for example let's try a five-step run up with high jump let's try some to me i would want it to be more varied so that you can say that was incredible because i sometimes think that kids watching if you say that was a below par 100 meters because the the winner ran 10.05 all you've done is told me as a viewer don't watch this because it's not very good. Because you don't get times in horse racing, do you? It doesn't make it any less exciting. That's a great metaphor. Thank you. I like that a lot. Yes. You can use it if you want. I will. (laughs) (laughs) What would you change, Claire? I'd go for scheduling hard. I'd completely streamline it. I'd make the Diamond League on the same night of the week and there'd be 14 of them and there wouldn't be separate Twitter accounts for each meet, Mm. which is baffling. But that's the thing of the Diamond League. It's not one organisation. It's lots of individuals. Yeah, which is obscene. So it all has to be under one umbrella and then underneath that umbrella I'd have subsections for all the different federations. I'd give them all media training. I'd explain how to do it properly. England Athletics suddenly have a podcast. Where has that come from? Where's the publicity been for it? Um, And then... Sorry, that's a prime example. Why? I mean, I know it's separate countries in that, but... England Athletics and UK Athletics Absolutely. and Scottish Athletics mm-hmm. and then they only actually come together when the um, Commonwealth oh, is on yeah. so what are they doing in the meantime then mm-hmm. they've got different championships it's just un- unnecessarily confusing for the general viewer even for the hardcore viewer but even if you took things down to a local level if your local team and I know there is a there is a league but it's it's not, not really where? fun is it where? Like, I mean, literally if you, where? If you, if you, if you had a local league and you got people involved at a local level and then you could go up to the next... Do you mean that's how things build? And it builds into a crescendo of a final of some sort or other. And it's the same in, in the Diamond League. Like we were saying in the last pod, the Diamond League is totally incoherent in the sense that who gets to the final? I, don't, I think they just make it up in the end. Some people have got some points, other people don't want to do it, so we'll just put this person in. Oh, that person's from the country. that oh, We'll just shove her in there then, even though she hasn't competed in this event that She's year. She's got how many points? No points. Oh, there's a lane, three lanes. <laughs> yeah. it, doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> do you think 
did you see the Tunbridge race, the 800 metres? Yes. Yeah, you were talking about that. That was so much better marketed than any of the German leagues. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, and like if the Highgate Knights of the 10K yeah. PBs can do something so brilliant. Have, you, such... have you been to there, Ratu? No. Oh, oh it's so good. I love it. Oh, really? Okay. It's, just, it's just brilliant. And it's so, we, we probably mention it every week. Don't we? <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, because it is the best like marketed thing that I go to an athletics every single year. More people went to that this year than will go to most sessions at the World Championships <laughs> in Doha, and I'm not exaggerating. And that's just because they have grown a community with sustained interest. There are the marketing is really clever. There are extras going on. They've got also, people from grassroots not, all the way up to They're patronising us yeah. by like trying to make it into something it isn't. They're like, we're going to put on 15 10k races. Come if you want to. You know? yeah. and it turns there out there will be those, here. There will be announcers. Yeah. There will be like pyrotechnics. It's going to be fun. See you there. That's why I would kind of slightly push back on what you said, and I totally understand what you were saying about like um, world records, world stuff. records, etc. But to me, and maybe this is because we're kind of hardcore purists. That makes it a bit gimmicky. That heads I towards agree. You the, could do that as a separate entity. Yeah. As in, like, we're doing a meet where we're going to try, like, oh, no, I'm all for you. should do jumps meets. You should do throws meets and that kind of stuff. To, to, and then if you want to try that sort of thing in those areas, completely. But I do think it's a bit of a slippery slope mm. when you start well, to... I think, actually agree with what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's like the Nitro Athletics well, a couple of years yes, ago. Yes, exactly. It's, it's, also, it's also like, which we have not had a proper rant about yet. We'll, we'll see how badly it goes. It's like the um, the combined 4x4. Four four. Oh, it's on my list to talk oh. about today, don't you worry. Right, let's Sorry, talk sorry, about say one thing, one thing. Do you, right, do you remember, you used to watch athletics years ago, so yeah. maybe you remember this. Do you remember when they used to have javelin meetings and put a target in the middle of the thing? And if you got a target, you won a thousand pounds. So it wasn't about throwing the, th- throwing the no. furthest. It was literally it was a game like of darts. darts. <laughs> Absolutely. No. I'm sure they did it in Sheffield one year. They definitely did it in Sheffield. 100% did it in Sheffield. Jim Rosenthal was... Um, I'm sure, Mark, yeah. your card. Yeah. Jim Rosenthal, that man, if you ever speak to him, he's a hero. He's actually a hero of the bloke. Yeah, he's he's off the charts. I'm going to rest this ship back on course. Sorry, Claire. No, it's fine. It's fascinating. So I have to say, this is the most fun pod I've ever done. This is so much it's fun. It's brilliant, but I think we might be about 30 minutes deep. I'm literally not previewing. <laughs> People wouldn't, wouldn't expect any, anything different. No, so. this is true. And also, no one's made a mistake yet because we haven't yet talked about athletics. <laughs> logical place for me to actually take anything out because normally, Radzi, we record for an hour and then the eventual pod is 45 minutes long gotcha. because there were 15 minutes of forgotten athletes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, watch them call it. Oh, who did that? <laughs> the thing is, when we say watch them call it, who does that? We all know what we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hi, I'm Dalila Mohammed, and you're listening to the Backstreet Boys. Right, I have got written on my tiny scribbled biro rundown what we are psyched for. Who wants to start and talk about an event they are psyched for, and then we can open it God, up? God, just one. Just one because for now. Even let, let, me, let me just okay, say the one that yeah, I think God. we can all agree on, yeah, one. which is the women's 200. Yes. Yes. Why yes. yes. Not my number one. Well, what? it's only my... Well, then you're wrong. (laughs) (laughs) The the women's 200, just because not only is it going to be a great race, it's a real shame Sean is not there, but like we're going in with Dina... That's the, the favourite. Probable favourite, and like that to me, I'm quite interested. <laughs> like, there's a thing of on our pod about how British female sprinters, how we had none forever, and now yeah. they're all amazing, and Dina is like literally the best thing ever. And to ha- going to a championships, a world championships, with a British woman as the favourite, it, it's uh, never happened. <laughs> 
Like, but it's just... also the fact that, in all seriousness, there are such inconsistent performers in the yeah. 200 metres this year that Beth Dobbin, if she gets yes. to the final, <laughs> went to if Beth Dobbin makes it onto the podium, I won't stop crying until Christmas. She's ranked 11th going in, and you look at some of the people, like, you, we think Dina's the big favourite. She's not even world, Elaine's world number one, and Blessing's world number yeah. two. So, but they have been so inconsistent exactly this year. Yeah, so inconsistent. We've got the random up. Americans no one's ever heard of who may go and win and may go out in the first round. Right. So, it's, it's a, there's a lot of that in this whole championship. So, if you look at the, late, the lineups, events where you think it's strong but when you actually look at who's going it's not strong and there's a there's there's some very inconsistent events which actually make it more interesting yeah, and more fun that, that's what i'm really looking forward how to how many of that can i jump in because mm. i've got to say this the thing that hasn't been spoken about period in broadcasting with beth dobbin leon baptiste yeah yes a guy who was so unfortunate essentially with much of his career we forget that he's a double commonwealth gold medalist yeah. And he's putting his hand or his hat in the ring when it's come to coaching, and within two, three years, he's got someone like Beth Dobbin. That speaks volumes about his capacity and his his neuro ability to coach somebody, to relate to somebody, to communicate to somebody. And I think, yes, Leon, you deserve that. We so I'm pumped. Spoke about you living in hostels with mice and rats and whatnot, but Beth Dobbin is kind of another example of a rags to riches story within athletics. She was working as a secretary at the Loughborough Athletics Track a year ago I think she still does that mm. to finance her athletics I did the same job me and her <laughs> so yeah it was, it's a you are the receptionist and you're meant to welcome people in and let them click their little membership card there although sometimes mainly all the time Rags you didn't really care if you had membership or not <laughs> just use the track oh, come on in growing the sport so, so <laughs> I, I said one which I know everyone was going to mention but Rags you, you disagreed so let me know well, before we leave oh, the women's sorry. 200 sorry, behind, it's, what, it, is Dina's the hot favourite then, you yes. reckon? Yeah. Because she's the, the favourite. I'm not saying she's the hot favourite, she's the favourite. Because... No, I think she is a hot favourite, actually. If you look at her results this year, she's been so consistent. Mm -hmm. She's not had a bad... She's been beaten a couple of times, but she's been so consistent. 200 is, is um, historically her stronger event, although that might be up for, up yeah. for mm. this year. And the big, the big competition is not there unless Elaine comes in really amazing form. No, the only reason I'm not going to say big favourite is because you do have Elaine Thompson there. You do have Daphne Skippers there. You do have um, Blessing Okabayo. You do have Shelley and Fraser Price. Tarlou, it's not so Tarlou, yeah. It's not like it's um, mm. it's not like mm. there's some events where you know there's not lots of competition going on. She, yeah. there is competition there. It depends how they turn up, isn't it? Yeah, I I'd say she. I I would kind of be along with yourself because I'd say she is the hot favourite, but not based on accolades. Because if you look at the career, you say, well, she shouldn't really yeah. be there almost because you've got you know double Olympic gold medalists, double got, world champion, right? And someone like Tolu, who's also going to be hungry to go from two fourths. Two silvers, you know, can she get climb one step up the rung? We'll find out. But based on current form, oh, and also, yeah, you're right. Dina hasn't won global medals yet, but she's always performed her, at her best at championships. Oh, right. yeah. She's been to a lot of world championships. This is her fourth. A fourth? <laughs> yes, because yeah. she was uh, in the relay in 2013. Yeah, cool, yeah. Wow. <laughs> bronze in the relay in 2013. Yes, that was with that was when she passed the baton to I think to Haley Jones. Yes, Haley Jones in the fourth against. Um, yeah, well, I think Dina did second, Shelley, didn't she? Because it was like a Campbell Brown in the final leg for the Jamaica. Who was that? I mean, um, but, I, no, but who was it came steaming past Haley Jones um, from from the Bahamas? Um, Debbie Debbie Ferguson. <laughs> Debbie, <laughs> Debbie Ferguson was there. Thirty-eight year old Debbie Ferguson. But then France got De disqualified. Someone got disqualified, and we got bronze medal. Yeah. yeah. Ah, 
it was the era of who can we get DQ? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. That was actually the men. It was the men that did that. The women just it wasn't it wasn't our. We didn't exactly. we didn't we didn't get the people DQ'd in the um in the women's one, but. Do you think that Dina going for a travel is going to hamper her? I know it's not a distance event, but I don't know how many of these sprinters are going to double up. Well, there are a lot that are doubled on the entry list. Helena and Shelley Ann doubling up. Yeah, yeah. and they, I think they will do because they went to the Jamaican trials and competed in both events and you had to compete to, to be selected, so I can't, wouldn't have thought they're not going to do it. Of course, it's getting late to drop out. Um, and so, if, you're, I mean, if some, some countries you can afford, like Sifan Hassan is entered in the 15, the 5 and the 10, she's not going to do them all, but there's no, probably no alternative. Like she can, she can pick and choose. If you're a Jamaican sprinter, yeah. they're not just going to let you at the last minute drop out and not put someone else in. So yeah, I mean, at the moment they're, they're all doubling. Is the Dina travel on then? Well, I mean, Let's could, go three medals rather than three goals. 100%. I think I would put money on her getting three medals. How do you feel about that Well, I've been meaning to put money for, for about yeah, the last so six I. months on that. I'll probably end up the day before when there's no, the odds are like one to one. Don't really understand <laughs> odds anyway. So. <laughs> I, so I think she's so sensible to double yes. because I think in your best event, the two, she can potentially get a medal. And then for me, all of a sudden the monkey's off her back then. And then she, she runs relaxed. And I think the toughest thing as a sprinter is it's all on one race. Where she knows in the hundred, she's still got her best event to go. If she happens to do so, well, so is it two hundred first? No, so hundred. Oh, first. got you, got you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. so, and we also know she's going to get out like a train. And so I just, I think she'd be foolish not to. And actually, funnily enough, Laura Muir Rio got a lot of criticism about the way she ran. She ran for gold. Mm. I remember learning well from a couple of mates of mine who are athletes. They got injured, and sadly, they were never the same athletes afterwards. Sometimes you get one crack yeah, in the right, yeah. you Take Jonathan Edwards. He's been twice over 18 metres. That's all he went over. So when that time is there, there was a powerlifter called Kurt Kowalski says, when it's Christmas time, you take your presents. <laughs> so actually, if you're fit, and she has not been fit, Dina has struggled yeah. when it's come to that. She came fourth last time, and she was not fit going into that. You are now fit. Boy, you've trained hard. Take advantage of it. Enjoy it. <laughs> the other thing is, she's, she could win the 100 as well. So Ooh, that race against Shellyanne in Brussels Ooh. was one of the most impressive bits yeah. of sprinting I can ever Great. see. Because when you're number one, you get out ahead of Shellyanne Fraser Price, which is just ridiculous. Yeah. No and that. then she comes up to you, and you run, you don't get tight, you don't lose your form, you run away from her. Mm. And that was, I mean, psychologically, yes. that was huge. For her, but also for Shellyanne yeah, as well. The race before. Shellyanne's still my favourite for the 100, though. Like, you can't count that woman out. She's I cannot phenomenal. wait for those new block cameras, which we're having for the first time ever at this World Champs. There are cameras installed in front of the blocks. You can see the athletes exploding from the starting blocks, which has never been done before on television. Those, for the women's 100 metres, don't care about the men's at all. The <laughs> we'll be coming to that. <laughs> those are going to be absolutely scintillating. I can't mm-hmm. wait. Um, right, so we've basically spent half an hour talking about how great Dina is. <laughs> so we'll probably do another five minutes based on previous points. <laughs> Radzi, which event are you most looking forward to? 400 hurdles. Thank you. Oh. Yes, that's mine. And I've never been this excited about four hurdles. Kevin Young finally looks like his world record will get taken. And I'm actually going to go, it's not who we think. We were saying this last week. I think it's Ry Benjamin. And the reason being... He runs a lot like Bashawn Jackson. Is in between the hurdles. He's not consistent. Mm. He's he's almost so talented that he hasn't had to acquire the the perfect technique. He's not metronomic like Carsten. And I also think psychologically, with the whole Shelley and Fraser Dina thing, 
He's run behind Carsten, and Carsten, for me, ran the perfect race. There were two big hurdles. No, no he, he didn't. didn't. Oh, that's <laughs> <laughs> That's a definite Because he no. stuttered into eight. And he lo- yeah, nine. Into was it nine? nine. He yeah. stuttered into nine, and he lost a metre, two metres. Mm. Um, and ah. so I think there's a lot more to there's give more from to him. Come. And I also think what you said about Ryan Benjamin, I've not seen him race enough. I've not noticed that about him. But Keron Clement comes to mind because Keron Clement, who could only sure, hurdle on his right leg, <laughs> and he's still Olympic champion, <laughs> world champion, so and the rest of it. I but, would definitely say Carsten would be the one to break the record because there's more to come in that penultimate hurdle. And he is a big stage performer. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. We've seen Ryan Benjamin stumble when it's counted before. So I can't speak on behalf of how he performed on the big stage. He's actually had more sub forty-seven times than Carsten. I think. I think I'm right in saying it's two. And Carsten's one, or it's three, yeah. and Carsten's two. But then Sam has also gone but sub forty seven. So and also, like we're talking hundreds of a second mm. there. So I, I don't. I mean, if you said more under forty eight to show some consistency, I don't know if that's a fact or not. But to just because he ran once this year, and I mean, Carsten was just outside, wasn't he as well? Like talking mm. hundreds of a second, and that's just a psychological barrier. It doesn't actually intrinsically mean anything, does it? Yeah, but it's, I suppose for me, it's levels though. It's le- a lot of people have gone sub forty eight. Yeah. Four or five, I think Moses. No, um, he didn't. Forty-seven oh three. Was he? Only yes. Three? So it, yeah, there's only three people. I think there were three. Yeah. yeah Benjamin Carsten and Kevin Young. Mm. Um, I'll, I'll give another case for um, Rise. For me, he stuttered mid-race right. into a couple of those hurdles. But, yeah. No, but that just that. T- t- and I, I'm not disagreeing with you necessarily. Because that's, that's you know after two hundred, that's a hundred percent. I think all of us seconds. Yeah, of course. At least our um, the. Carson is so professional. Yes. He's so, like, his technique is down. Yes. He runs every race like a final. He has got, um, he, won, he won the world championships when no one was expecting that whatsoever. As a 20, 20 or 21 mm. year old, um, he ha- is a big time performer. You know he's not going to mess up. So I think when the pressure's on in a, in a big championship final, which we've not seen Ryan Benjamin in at this level, when you're not technically perfect perfect there's a lot of especially in the four hurdles there's a lot of room for making errors yeah i i agree with that i just there's something rye reminds me of almost um an nfl wide receiver he is obviously we don't know what that means (laughs) (laughs) he's the guy who's rapid but on a on a sixpence can change direction and he's almost painfully plyometric he's unbelievably talented i mean they all are but their athleticism that guy has been gifted with, it, I almost feel as though he's, he's still got three tenths in him. Huh? So I, he does in the same way that Echevarria and the long jump has got you. loads That's in him. The, but for, if I had to yeah. put money down, I'd put it on Luvo for the Worlds. I think that... We'll come to the long jump, okay. So, but I know exactly what you mean. Ryan Benjamin is a phenomenal athlete and talent. So is Warholm, but his is much more schooled and disciplined. Yeah. But I think that come the big stage, Warholm will be completely unflappable. Mm-hmm. Benjamin, I don't. I think where their ability at the moment is so level, I think it will come down to mentality and pedigree and ball. So here's it right here, right now. Who wins 400 hurdles? It's coming up in the quiz at the oh, end. So <laughs> like, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> On the women's side of things, it's basically the US champs rerun. Corey Four, Carter, four, yeah. Mohammed, McLaughlin, Spencer. Yeah. Who do we think is coming up on top there? Oh, I'm going with Delilah Mohammed. I think that when it matters, the yeah, experience I... will will show. Um, that world record came out of nowhere. I mean, oh, it just got a wet track. Just actually weird, like, 
crazy. Um, Cindy McLaughlin has looked great, and she's looked great a couple of times when I feel like Delana Mohammed has run slightly odd races. Odd races, yeah. I mean, she's done. You can literally see the mistakes she's made. And in the first time that she was beaten, I actually thought she almost wasn't trying to win. I think she felt like she was trying something out. Because she's um, beaten her twice since yeah. the world record. Is it Cindy McLaughlin beaten her twice? Definitely one. Oh no, no she's right beaten her twice. twice. I don't think yeah. it's twice since the world record, though. I don't. Okay. But so, but in both times, it, yeah, you're right. It seems, it seems like that. Delano didn't run her race. It no. seemed like she was running scared from Sydney McLaughlin. Or trying, I think part like she was trying different yeah, things out. Yeah, maybe she was trying different things yeah. out. You're right, one was before the world record. Yeah. Because she went out really um, hard. So it feels to me like when it comes to it, and Sydney McLaughlin is clearly amazing and clearly can get that world record sometime, but when Delano Mohammed gets it right, she looks like nothing I can remember. That's you know, so she, silky. She, because there's a lot, it's not so, a lot of. Um, Male hurdlers have to be more technically proficient than the women because the, the hurdles are so low. So there's been very few um, female hurdlers over the years who've actually been good hurdlers. You look at you someone know? like Melaine Walker, who was world and Olympic champion, was the most... I, I, I'm going to post a photo on Twitter. The worst hurdling I've ever seen. She's literally three feet over the hurdle, and it's not even hurdling. It's like literally jumping every hurdle. And you can win the Olympics doing that. So when you've got Sally Gunnell, the, yeah. the best best for hurdler of all time, because she was the best hurdler of all time, Naza Bidway yeah. was also a great hurdler. I feel like Delilah Mohammed is more in that vein, yeah. in that you, you, I have no... There's no technical... I've got nothing to take away, take, take away from her, sort of, technically. She, she literally hurdles those hurdles. She literally hurdles those hurdles, yeah. So she feels like... I feel like I'm a really safe pair of hands with her, plus she's the fastest woman of all time, so yeah. betting against the feels dark. But I think it's, I mean, it's undoubtedly will be an American one, two, three. Mm. I can't, I can't see that, they're second. Mm. In, when she gets it right, Geneva she Geneva Russell's right. the next ranked, but she's only won 53-7, which I don't, that was quite... No, it's, I mean, that's what I said to you earlier today, I said that you think the women's 100 hurdles this year, 400 hurdles, sorry, this year is one of the greatest events, when you look at it, Quite weak. Under the first, after the first three, it's mm. really, really poor. But also, it, for me, also misses Ailey. That one thing about her, she Persistent. always turns up, always competes, and always gives every. You never hear her afterwards say, "Ah, oh, I was just trying to ease up." You never hear any of that stuff. <laughs> it's Ailey gives her best, and I love. And I, I will actually miss her not being there. Well, there was some stat. Um, I can't remember exactly what it is, and this includes relays, obviously, but she's got a lot of relay medals. But yes, isn't, she hasn't she been to like. 11 champs in a row where she got a medal or something like that. She's one of the most medaled British female athletes of yes, all time, which you would never be, would you? She's the most of all time. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, because she always, like, especially like a European or Commonwealth medal, she could, um, and then indoors she could indoors. do the 400 and the relay, and outdoors she would always be in the relay team. So she always came back with something, you know. Amy Doyle. She's pregnant. I only found that out the weekend. I wonder why she's not there. wonder why she got here. It's a legit reason. Ailey Doyle needs her absolute guts on the track. I'm trying to think of it. Really, she should be now called Ailey Child. Go on, Claire. It took a while. Claire suddenly clocked that one. No, no, no. I got it straight away. I just wasn't going to laugh. This is Jess Judd and you are listening to the Backstraight Boys. Ailey Doyle absolutely goes for every time she races. You never see debris or in athletics like you do after the women's heptathlon it's not really anything other than naffy versus cat the heptathlon there have been a lot of big name dropouts and it is going to be one hell of a shootout how do you guys see this one unfolding so on paper naffy's 200 points better than cat realistically and pbs and in person in pbs individually and and but and there's a big but cat is more consistent than ever and her, a lot of her issues have been like in her head rather than physically. She's much more consistent than ever. And 
but Nafi is the best competitor yeah. I can, mm. and the person who's improved consistently the most I've ever seen. Jess Ennis was someone who did that as well. Really, really amazing at picking up technique and turning it and performing at the actual championships. She's turned her some of her not even weaknesses. She was a six thirty long jumper. She's now a six eighty six long jumper. So she now is better than Cat, and that was one she's of Cat's. Better than people who specialise in course, yeah. Yeah. and she the high jump she's ranked second in the world <laughs> it's, un it's unbelievable yeah. I feel like we're looking at Amazonian genetic ambrosia <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just so but it's not just but what I love about her is it's not just the physical ability yeah. she's she's really smart and she must she must be a dream to coach mm. because she was always someone who's great throws tall springy but really slow and she's worked on that speed. She doesn't, when she's running on the long jump um, runway, she doesn't look like a slow athlete. She, no, she, she looks she so athletic. Yeah, not anymore. And to jump 686, so she's negated any, anything yeah. that Kat had and there. And she also, she jumps 686 looking like a long jumper. Yeah. You know, sometimes people can get it like, and it's messy or something. She, you would never have known she wasn't a long jumper. Spanovich looked livid. <laughs> she, <laughs> she should be. It was, it was just incredible. <laughs> because it wasn't at the British champs. That's a world-class meet she was yeah. doing that at. She's an outright Belgian record holder for so many oh, events. Of course, yeah. That's ridiculous. The that javelin? is the long jump, the high jump as well, and the javelin, I believe. But what that span of talent. That's a really weird... Because we've yeah, had people... Like JJK, for example, which we won't get into why she's so good, but that, <laughs> that span of yeah. ability. But to have it in the throw as well, in a javelin, to be able to throw nearly 60 metres in a javelin, mm. nearly seven metres, jump over two metres, it's insane. But the, why it's still going to be close is because we don't, she hasn't, we haven't seen her throw this year because so of her. Just, just quickly say, yeah. this year, um, Nafi has done 6,819. Yeah. Cat has done 6,813. And the reason for that is because... Inter wow. Yeah. Into Lance, Nafi was on for over 5,000 metres. Gets to the javelin... 5,000 metres? Sorry, 7,000 points. So she, she, she's, she's hurt her elbow, so she hasn't thrown since then. Yeah. So she threw... I don't, I can't, don't know exactly what it was, but like mid-40s. And um, then ran a 220 in the, yeah. in 800. the 800. So I don't know why she ran 220-800, whether she's injured, whether she just couldn't be bothered. Win, probably, yeah. yeah. So there's still a lot of uh, room, for, room for her, but also room for her to, to not... Like if she throws 45, even if she throws 50 basically, metres... Basically, it comes down to Nafi's arm. Yeah. Do you know what? I'd almost go, I think for me it becomes a mathematical thing, where take high jump, it could be who has a clean sheet going into the bar that they knock off. Mm -hmm. And when it comes... To, to that, in fact, would that affect points by the way? No, no. it's just an overall ah, height. Ah, right, thank you. I sort of retract that then. <laughs> I, sp I still, yeah, that's funny because I was nodding, yeah, and I was thinking, what's he talking about? <laughs> <laughs> is I'm, I'm kind of thinking that it is possible, it's unlikely, but if she can be there or thereabouts and put pressure when it comes to the javelin, and I remember Daley Thompson one time talking about. When it came to the discus, he had two no throws. 84. And he said, I had basically two choices. I either put a safe one out there and get silver, or I decide to give everything as I had been doing. So, but I could not work out why the discus was not staying in the relevant area. And he said, I thought, I haven't come this way to put a safe one out there. He said, and that was then my PB. 
because he's a champion. Exactly. And so a part of me thinks there will be a point, there'll be a moment where which either defines rightly yeah. or wrongly in favour of TM or KJT. Yeah, 100%. And I as I've got nothing but respect and admiration for TM, but as a Brit I would love to just see... <laughs> Look, I'm, I'm welling up just at the thought. <laughs> <laughs> could you imagine that she would go from... It would complete her. It would be the equivalent yeah. of, you know when they say when boy becomes man? Yeah, yeah. It would be the equivalent within cat And someone who I partly feel as though she doesn't realise how yeah, this totally. is. And I think, man, cat this would be phenomenal. And then imagine if Danina doesn't get a gold medal... And cats the ones to get the gold medal, and the whole narrative is Queen Cat. Oh man! <laughs> but just to talk about um, TM for a second, because she did the high jump in um, Brussels the other week. She did one ninety five. If she does one ninety five in Doha and then throws under fifty meters in the javelin, and that's they're even again then. So with an eight hundred to finish on, yeah, with a cat in the eight hundred, and we know cat can run two hundred seven. TM's best, I think, is two fifteen, two sixteen. Yeah, and she, I mean after. A, it's um, that's kind of at her peak so it's it, I think although on paper it doesn't look as close mm. I think it is closer than it looks playing complete me. devil's advocate though I know that Cat is in a much better place mentally than she has been ever before Naffy doesn't balls up yeah Cat honestly I my heart is in my mouth yeah. Yeah, every time I watch her compete in anything apart from maybe the flat running events yeah. so <laughs> It's true. She's fantastic. She's a phenomenal. She's a prodigious talent who is still not even fully gestated yet. But I just, I think, I trust Snaffy to go and win a gold. If Cat won a gold, it would. I oh, I I get so scared of watching her compete. <laughs> um, one thing you should say is Naffy's wins in major championships have always been a lot closer than you would expect. Yeah. Because when you look at her PBs, like she's sometimes two hundred points ahead, but like last, she only, all she only beat Jess by sixty points. She only beat in at the Europeans. She only beat um, Cat by like twenty something points. It was really close. But she pulls it out of the bag when she needs yeah. it. I yeah. can't wait for Neve Emerson to be back fit and to actually kind of mature a little bit more because her and Naffy, you know, you'd be looking at fourteen PBs between the two. <laughs> and they're so good at producing when it counts the most. Um, just one thing. This is I'm not. We won't. We won't dwell on it but Naffy great as Naffy is it's a real shame she's probably never going to get that world record so mm. oh, is she going to do the long jump or the high jump individually so th- this was an interesting one so I don't, I don't know the answer to that she's, she's en- I, I know she's I entered in the high jump um, I don't know if she's actually entered in the long jump or has she accepted an invite in the long jump 86 no, no it doesn't look, I, don't, and I don't know what the scheduling is because Kat isn't doing the long jump either and presumably if it worked with the heptathlon she would have done that See, I think the reason Kat isn't, it's not a scheduling thing. Is I it think before? it's that, right, we do not want your thoughts anywhere else. Mm. But if it was one. after, then... But even again, I, I just think that you're... Because then you're thinking about a second chance. Yeah. Precisely. And it, there are so many factors that, that you can control and can't control. And it's right, this is just all in here on the one... And also in Britain, it's not like we need some to put an extra person in the long jump. We've got... <laughs> Great point. Five, <laughs> five British athletes in the top... 13 or 15 athletes in the world, according to the IDF rankings. I think new friend of the pod, Abigail, could well come home with some silverware. I can't be the only one that thinks no, that. No, no, right. no. I, I mean, I, I said that to her. Mm. I think that if you look at the people who are going to, to, going to Doha in the long jump, she's ranked ninth. There's a couple of random Romanians I've never heard of. There's a yeah. cu- couple of people who you ne- don't necessarily expect to do that well. She has been on a roll. Like, she's been better at every meeting. 
and she's I think her base level is now is like six seventy five. Do you mean so? To, you can jump that, get into the final, and apart from Mihambo, I think everything's up for grabs. I mean, I think people like Catherine Ebel going to Yeah. I mean, is she even going? Is she even fit? We haven't seen her for months, have we? So there's lots of there's people who I've never heard of. Who on earth are you? Two Romanians is a Nigerian. There's like there's quite a few. Well, yeah, Esme Bruno's jumped over seven meters, but she's like a mm. collegiate Nigerian American. Oh no, she did it in Turkey. So yeah. you don't know, you yeah. you don't know who's going to turn up with mm. that kind and of. And Barcelona's not going, so there's no. Brittany Reese is going. Who? I mean, you could never never count against her. She's but she's so, so inconsistent. She's so inconsistent, though. She's well, like, like major champion. No, though. well, she's very even in the major. She might get the one big jump out, but there's lots of no. Oh, jumps. she's literally won. I think it was the Olympics with five no jumps and one winning jump. Yeah, bonkers. <laughs> and I think she's maybe done that more than once. What about the men's side of things? Can Henderson <laughs> threaten Echevarria and Mignonga, or is you know, are those two gold and silver? As a general point on the long jump, it's so difficult to predict what is needed to medal. Yeah, yeah. Because you have such fluctuations, and some years. I mean, take Greg Rutherford in 2012. You look at that and you'd say, is 8.30 going to be enough to gold? Not on your, not a chance. Mm. Well, it was. And the same could happen with the women's long jump. And then you have the spread of jumps. And then you then look at factors of how close to the board are they? Because I still can't, I just do not understand. For me, I remember, I met a man who used to coach a high jumper and he said, the GB guy's name was Samson only. And he said, Samson... Mm. You cannot ever go below 215. And he said, what do you mean? He said, because there are recreational jumpers who <laughs> jump 250. If this is your full-time endeavour, you have to be accountable. He said, if you were a surgeon, there's a certain level that you just, simply, you just can't balls up certain things. 215, or whatever you decide it to be, has to be your base level. Mm-hmm. But that's guaranteed. And so when it comes to the long jump, 10 centimetres, I'd say. That's your full-time endeavour. Right, to get the on the board. Excuse yeah. me, yes. Of, hit it, of being within the board. But not jumping 10 centimetres. So, <laughs> get my spikes. <laughs> I'm so happy that Radzi's now been on the show for long enough that he's said ball stop. Yeah. You're rubbing off on him. Jodie, what's your event? Well, just because you just mentioned the long jump mm. and you said it is it between Echevarria and Luvo. Who is the number one South African this year? And I know because I've got it written in front of me. but It's Zark Visser. Get out. <laughs> Get, take wow. a hike. Zark no, eight forty one. He's ranked. Is he ranked second in the world? Second, yeah. second How many in the world. times has he? I don't know. Never heard of him. Luvo and Rushwell Samai have all jumped over eight twenty. Japan have got three jumpers over eight twenty yes, this we year. Have this new crop coming through. And yeah, and Tentoglu from Greece. Tentoglu as well. So I love Luvo. He's like I. I want him to win. Mm. No doubt about it. But an Echevarria is you know never know. He might jump out of the pit. He might not qualify for the final. So it's there's a thing that, that I always love in an athlete, um, or no, there's a thing I dislike in an athlete. It doesn't mean I dislike the person, but like there's a sometimes I can't get up behind an athlete, mm. and that's inconsistency. It really sort of frustrates me, and I don't want people to win when it becomes kind of fluky. Do you know, you know? Asbel Kiprop in a diamond. Asbel Kiprop, oh, yeah, so exactly. Good. Prime yeah. example. Reef. Always loved Asbel Kiprop, but well, <laughs> oh, I'm really? <laughs> loved. It was in past tense. Um, Asbel, <laughs> Asbel Kiprop, but god my god pull it together man mm. you know and that's why I've never like really loved Brittany Reese, although I've got n- absolutely nothing but respect for her but like to be that inconsistent feels like this is so really like blase yeah, it explains like, your dislike of Elaine Thompson as well oh no I don't dislike Elaine Thompson where's oh. that from you can make that up <laughs> 
slandering me. But that's how I feel about Shivari at the moment. I think he's amazing. Don't get me wrong, but I don't want him to win because I don't want him to win on a fluky one jump and then like five no jumps. But do you not think that the gold medal should go around the neck of the most extraordinary athlete and that's the person who jumps Well, the, the world record is based on an inconsistent jumper, Mike Powell. Yeah, but not in that competition he wasn't inconsistent. Yeah, he was. Well, he was compared to... Compared to oh, right. okay. I mean, he was over 8.50 a lot, but it was compared yeah. to Carl Lewis. Yes. Yeah. That, yes. But yeah, but 8.50 is not inconsistent. It's inconsistent as <laughs> 8.90, but like, I, I just mean that like, if you can't get the fucking board together, then go away and start... Uh, get, fix the basics, you know? That, that's that. And also, if you fix the basics and you could be really consistent on the board, think how far you could jump yes. instead of like this one kind of... Or even if you... Maybe your fluky ones, maybe you would end up with your winning everything with a with an 880 jump, you know, rather than going for like a seven tw- for a 920 every time and cocking it up half the time. You know, it's a, it's a really tough one because I've had this discussion before of essentially if you have a genius, whether it's a musical genius or happens to be an athletic genius... Are you simply stifling the creativity that allows that greatness to express itself? So if, for example, you say to someone like Echevarria, right, we're going to get back to basics, does he just mentally sack it off? Does he mentally disengage? Mm. Or is it, and I immediately think of Teddy Tango, a guy with an unbelievable amount of talent, but unfortunately... (laughs) Right. So is that what they need, or is that the perfect thing to undo everything that yeah. makes them so? Is Echevarria only good but, when he's a hot mess? <laughs> but, but this is the point. The real greats do both. Yeah. The real greats learn the te- have this un- unbelievable talent and have the work ethic and the, the kind of smarts to get it together as well. So Usain Bolt could have relied on talent. He could have just relied on pretty, couldn't he? Could have relied on pretty. Um, but he didn't. Because he, and because of that, he becomes the greatest of all time. Where would you put Sotomayor in that mix? Um, it's so difficult going back that far. Okay. Yeah, and Sotomayor obviously had his problems as I'm well. I'm just going to say something, okay? Sotomayor has two drug busts, both of which are for, like, stupid things. One was... Um, cocaine and one's Nandrolone. One was co- cocaine and one was Nandrolone. So one's kind of like a recreational one and one's like that dodgy thing that everyone got caught up in, I think. So that kind of really makes it hard to... Um, place him because quick question but just oh, something yeah. about sunlight because you're right he was an extraordinary talent he jumped like 230 at 16 so and it's difficult but also when you're from cuba and it's the 80s and you don't get to go to the 88 olympics so it's 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 a difficult one hi i'm holly bradshaw and you're listening to the backstraight boys jody yes digame what is the event you are most excited for at the world championships men's pole vault oh my god yes, <laughs> oh my god oh, oh, oh my god yeah <laughs> I was literally thinking gold medal, but I'm thinking competition-wise, that is 100% my... Three men have gone over six metres this year. Yep. They've each gone over twice. Is it a straight shootout between those three just to decide who gets what colour medal? No, it's the pole vault. Yeah, exactly. Okay. That's exa- exactly. It is the pole vault. Anything can happen. Though, like, Sam Kendricks is Mr Consistency. Um, Armand Duplat is, is, like, the ridiculous talent. And Peter Lisek is on fire this year. So it looks like it's between those three. And there's quite a gap between the next through in, mm. in distances. But fourth in the world is Thiago Brass, who's the Olympic champion who jumped 6.02 at the Olympics. But he was crowd powered that day. But I he feel. still did it. Yeah, and he did it at the age of, what, 21? Yeah. Yeah. And he did it by jumping way above his best. 
There's no reason why he can't do that again. He's back. He's jumped six eighty five. That that would normally six eighty five. Woo! Five eighty five. <laughs> sorry, uh, that would normally get you in and amongst the medals. He's been quite inconsistent this Who year as well. Thiago Brass. ninety two. Ninety two. Even better. I was still um, write off Lavilla in the year. No, no exactly. He's of course, he's done eighty five. Of course, you can never. Although you can, you write him off at World Championships because he's never won one. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> that, that there is just it's a crime that that's happened. <laughs> but that, he's another Mister Inconsistency, isn't he? He's a bit all or nothing. That kind of is the pole vault. Mm. And that's the thing that I feel about that event where it's almost impossible to predict. You don't know how high they're going to go. You don't know on what... Say, let's take high jump. It's quite rare that someone clears on their third jump. And you can normally see, in my opinion, from their second jump if they really think they're going to get this. Pole vault, you can go from two non-efforts to... Where did that come from? Mm. Take even... um, uh, Take Holly Bradshaw... When she, in Manchester, City Games, 2018, I'm going to go, when she gets her PB, three attempts, I think, on 460, and I thought, oh, this is going to be a shut-up shop early here, and then 470, and then she goes on and gets two mm. PBs the same day. It, that's why I think it's such a spectacle. It's also the epitome of Jeopardy, mm. where it's the will-they-won't-they, they start off, they take off with these enormous things in their hands and then it's there's no real sign as to whether they've got it because it happens too quickly until you sort of see the arc of the bar yeah. or the pole rather and then even the choice of the have a guess how many poles I'm speaking very quickly I'm aware of this how, I asked Holly how many poles she takes to a competition 10 to 15 huh? no that actually wasn't her answer <laughs> <laughs> I thought I saw her tweet that today so she said over 30 what? Yes. Yeah. So, because we had the, basically we were doing this interview. To every competition. So he he was how it went down. So we were having this chat. It was in a hotel room. It was so it was for the Beeb. And basically, I, my favourite question to ask anyone is, what don't we know about you? Because I think, especially in a sport where it's lazy questioning, how did you get involved in it? What do you like? You know, what was it like film with Bruce Willis? Just lazy stuff. So instead, when you say, <laughs> how did you try? <laughs> 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 Have we not all interviewed Samuel L. Jackson? <laughs> <laughs> How many um, name drops has Radzi? Yeah. <laughs> I've never met Samuel L. Jackson. Um, but so you say to somebody, "What do you, what do we not know about you?" And then occasionally you'll get the, "Well, actually, people never ask about X." And so she randomly started talking about how she loves to coach. And the fact that at Loughborough she does that and that's made her a better athlete. And she spoke about a number of things about how she likes to relax. And then she just casually said, it's tough when you're taking, and I think the number was about 33. She said, it's tough when you're taking 33 poles. And I, and I in my head went, it sounded like she said 33 then. And I said, Polly, how many? And then she said, oh, 33 poles. Said, to where? And she went, so to competition. And then we got then into what you're taking wow. and why you're taking it all. And so... That is mesmerized. And then what happens if you lose them? What happens if the plane? Yeah. Oh, it's good. 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 Two episodes, I think, Claire. The the thing about the men's pole vault is you've got all those big names, but you've also got past world championships. Wojciechowski is there. You've got um, Hull Stepper's going to be there. There's a, yeah, the yeah, new yeah. guy from America, Cole Walsh. Cole Walsh yeah. So it's not just about... And as we know in an event like the pole vault, which is 
you can just have an off day. Your uprights are in the wrong place. You're, it rains. You're running into a wind. There's well, what all I was going to say here, they are going to be out there an awful long time. They are, like yeah. It's going to be. In so, an air-conditioned state. Great point. That, that, someone like Isim Baeva, that would have really affected because she'd be out there not jumping. When you guys would have been so sad. Yeah, yes. gutted. <laughs> she, she is, she's, is she your all-time favourite? <laughs> <laughs> what, all-time favourite what? What the way you said so sad? I wasn't sure if it was Total it was sarcasm. sarcasm. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, I'm Dina Asher Smith and you're listening to the Back Straight Boys. The men's pole vault is great, but don't forget the women's pole vault as well. Yeah. Um, not, qu- not quite a stat, but they're so even, I think, in, mm. in the women's. Like, I think we've seen all season that it's not... I Seven don't... women over 480 this year. Yeah, and also, like, oh, I think... That's, that's... But you know who's number one? Sidorova? No. Oh, well, well, yeah, um... she's equal number one. Uh, Jen Sir. Yeah, Jen Sir. 491. How weird. <laughs> Does, like, fluky... <laughs> no. Um, but Sidorova, Stephanie, like... I think come championships usually performs the best. Earl Sandy Morris, I think, mm, taking him that old. Yeah. Yeah. I've got a sneaky Sidorova. Yeah, I've had that all season. Sneaky Sidorova feeling as though that's a thing. <laughs> I'm absolutely gutted because I was thinking earlier who would be my world champs bolter and I was actually going to say Eliza McCartney. Yeah. But she's had to withdraw. Oh. oh. Yeah, she had a really... Claire, what's a bolter again? A bolter is someone who comes out of the blue, it's kind of sticks their hand up and goes, Kimmy, I'm next cab off the rank when it comes to right. champions. I always get um, Liza McCarthy and Alicia Newman muddled up. Well, they look alike, don't they? They're the, they're, the, they're the same person in my head, even though I know they They came not. first and second at the Commonwealth. Uh, that would make sense. Yeah. Does Stephanie Lee train in Greece? No, she's, she's based in the States. Yeah. So where in America? Oh, I read this just the other day. She's definitely US-based. So the only reason I ask is because there are going to be certain states, namely Florida, that are going to benefit from the hot weather. Mm. Um, and so whereas take Portland, Oregon, a lot more humid, a lot more European in its climate, I'd be curious to know if there is any correlation with athletes that train in really hot places versus those that don't, and or if it's even a factor. Mm. We haven't seen Laura Muir for a very oh, long time. Yeah, when I interviewed Gemma for our Young Guns special, I was asked not to talk all that much about Laura to leave her out of it. And that was when she was just kind of going a little bit quiet on us. I don't think any of us could have predicted that it would have been such a serious injury because we have now not seen her for a long time. Do we know what the injury was? Calf. Calf. But she is back training. I saw the pictures. Yeah, they've been very, I think it's quite interesting. Yeah. They've really been pushing that out there. Andy Young and all of those group. You know, Instagram photos, Twitter updates, Laura's back, Laura's training again. She's got her race face back on in training. (laughs) Is that a bit of bravado or do you think she hopefully is really back to her best? And if she is, what can we expect in the 1500? The thing is with the 1500, for the last few years, it's been such a stacked event. Mm. And this year, potentially it's not. So Sifan Hassan, the talk is she's going to do the 5k and you can't do the 5 and the 15. So she's out. Law was the next best. Faith Kip Yegon ran early in the year in America, but we haven't seen her since. Mm-hmm. Um, Segai is good, but I don't see her as a winner. No. Kloster Halvan, once again, is strong, but I don't see <laughs> her as a winner. Kloster Halvan, in any event, feels like she's going to get a middle bit, she ain't going to win. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. Yeah, so she can't outkick anybody. It's, it's mm. gone from being like a really strong event to an event where Laura doesn't have to be at 100% to win. Um, once again, with Laura, it's all about tactics. She's... She's, but coming in, looking at this without your um, Debarbers and without Sifan Hassan and without Casta Semenya, Laura can outkick everybody else in that race. I'm so just, that kind of changes the way she could run it potentially. I'm just going to say two things. What? Uh, 
Jenny Simpson and Shelby Houlihan. Uh, <laughs> Shelby Houlihan, I called it on the last episode. Yeah. I think she could win the whole thing. Yeah, she definitely but could. I, I, I'm, I would never bet against Jenny Simpson. Ever. In fact, if you were going to say to me one person who's going to get a medal, I would say Jenny Simpson. Get out, really? What, no, in the, the 1500 or the whole champs? Well, the 1500, obviously. Oh, okay. <laughs> what? Just because, when does she ever not, you know? She is the best tactical racer of the last decade by a mile. They are brilliant, aren't they? Because they have to be, because they've spent four years in racing, racing yeah, yeah, in tactical races, not in not on the Grand Prix. Sorry, Diamond League, showing my <laughs> age. Um, not in the Diamond League with, with a pacemaker, doing tactical races. They're mm. very good, and I would wouldn't be so surprised on the men's and the women's yes, side absolutely. if America don't get a few medals. Yeah. Looking at the men's side, um, of the ten fastest fifteen hundred meters this year, they've come from four. Nine of them have come from the four same individuals. Mm. Chariot. Baby Inga Brixton, Suleiman, and Musagala, who was a new name to me yeah. this year. Chariot's the quickest, and I'm sorry, I'm just vomiting stats here, but they were so interesting around this race. He's won 11 of his last mm. 12 Diamond League races. Can we hang a medal around his neck? I'm going to say yes, because tactically he's really and smart as well. What will that medal be? It'll be a gold medal. Well, sure, he's going to win the thing then. I, mean, I would say yes. If you've watched the way he's raced this year, he can go out hard and win he can change it up in the middle of the race he's gone out hard then slowed he's done all types of different things he's just stronger than everybody else right now if you were yurtinger brixton how would you tell jacob to approach the final i mean jacob is so impressive isn't he i don't feel like i i because you can't tell you you can't you can't tell from one race to another how it's going to rate right now that, which is what is so brilliant about Jakob Ingebrigtsen is he can run it anyway. Yeah. He's I've never, I genuinely, I know he says it all the time. It must be so boring to people listening because we say this all <laughs> the time. But I cannot remember in the last 20 years someone as tactically aware as Jakob Ingebrigtsen. And that's not necessarily about him winning all the time. That's about him always being in the right place. You never find him like boxed on the inside coming off the mound. He, he, he kind of bosses a race at age 17. It's like people are looking to him to wonder what to do. That shouldn't be happening in the same Yeah, and he always feels like he... he performs to his best. Yes, well, he always runs his own race, doesn't he? It's like, it's, he's, he's just remarkable. So, earlier in the year, I think maybe even like a year ago or something, we said something along the lines of, I think he can get a medal at the world. And we all kind of laughed a bit. <laughs> it, it was, it was, yeah, it was earlier in the year. Yeah, so, I wouldn't be at all uh, surprised if he won. Diamond League, well, no. Because it was only a year ago that he did those ridiculous, ridiculous. races in Berlin. And but that was, yeah, Berlin, but that was a European level. But I think we came off saying, mm. no, he's so good, I think yeah. he could possibly do it at the world. And yeah, I mean, he's blank second in the world. That's absolutely crazy. Same. But he's also got a winner's mentality. Yes. yes. And what I think somebody like him, in a lesser way, but equally, someone like a Kyle Langford, yeah. where I don't think they necessarily realise how good the rest of the world should be. <laughs> so, <laughs> I will beat you in the same way if you've got an older brother, if he just happens to be the heavyweight champion of the world, you're still going to fight him and expect to beat him. And he's just got something where on the start line, um, <clears throat> actually, so for the Beeb, we, we did an interview with all the Inca Brixons, and it was really, <laughs> they are a fascinating family. But what's really wonderful is they genuinely support each other 100%. It's not as siblings that have been brought together, don't really get on or don't really, they are a unit. And I think that could become a factor where if I'm Philip, and I'm possibly not necessarily going to medal, we can then, we can then actually play 
tactics on a country level. We should point out that Philip did medal last time and that he's, yes. ranked, oh, fifth, of course he's ranked fifth in the world. So. <laughs> <laughs> and he knows how to dive better than Tom Daly. That boy on the finish line, oh my goodness. But just talking about the Ingebrigtsons, they're all entered in the 5,000. And the 5,000 is a very weird event this time because all the big names are there. So there's no... Um, uh, Mo, obviously. Yeah. Well, no, no, Mo, no Mo, obviously, so I'm, I'm trying to look at my notes. Um, um, but Borrega's there, Gebowit there, Edris is there, who's the reigning champion. But um, no Chematai. Mm-hmm. He's only doing the 10,000. Kajelcha's only entered in the 10,000 yeah. as well. I don't even remember ever... Did he run 10,000? Well, they, they all, the, the Ethiopian trials was at Hengelo or something earlier in the year. Mm-hmm. So he's ranked second in the world over 10K. Because the... But, so... It just makes the the five k a very strange event. It won't be super fast. It never usually is at a championship. Oh my god! Yeah, which just takes medals, it, yeah, absolutely. So, and even the the strong Kenyans, Borrega, Gebuet, they've all been a little bit inconsistent yeah. this year. They've all won some and then came fifth in others or tripped over or ran a strange like run a lap before. The lap, yeah. there's, there's, so it's it's going to be one of those events where. And also, it's a championship race where everything goes at the it window. It could be could be three thirty, thirteen thirty, which brings everyone into it. Do we know the scheduling of this? Is it, no. Is it fifteen five or five fifteen? Or I can tell you in about because the reason seconds. I say that is that if I were the Ingebrigtsens, I'd actually focus. I think doubling up is tough. Mm. Fifteen five, five and ten, I think lends itself to one another. Fifteen five. Oh. But, but, but which they, way round are you saying? So which way do you think the best? Um, Obviously, he- obviously, Henry's going to be doing the um, five, but like, where would you think the others are best chance for a medal is? Well, I would. Do, I think it would depend on the order, and it would also depend on how you're going to run it, because you are not going to have the same kick if you've gone fifteen. Mm. But equally, given the preference, I'd rather have five k first and then fifteen. I would say normally a fifteen hundred is on the last weekend. No. I'm about to tell you. But Jakob is very used to doubling up yeah, and he's yes. very used to heavy race schedules. Which we, we did the critis- triple at the U- European yeah. Juniors. We've criticised it or kind of questioned it in the past, the amount that Jakob gets them to race, but it actually might pay dividends at such a tight championships as this. But in this heat as well. I mean, I know we've got an air-conditioned stadium. I'm still a bit dubious about this air-conditioned <laughs> stadium. So the men's, <laughs> the men's 15 is on the 3rd, 4th and 6th. Okay. Um, Thursday, Friday, Sunday. Thursday, Friday, Sunday. To the last yeah. night. And the men's. So the five must be first. Five, five must be first. Yeah, we just wonder how much the overlap is. And that's why it's also so exciting about Laura, because for British athletes as a whole, you think of Tokyo next year, the timing of that will mainly be GB time overnight. This is a chance for athletics to have a platform on prime yeah, time. Right. It will be 10 p.m. To, on a Saturday night in the case of depending on which how the events fall there's a real chance for these athletes to become household names and that's the thing about Dina is that I'd say a lot of people know about Dina I'd say some maybe even saw it at the Europeans yeah. Yeah. but I think if we said in 10 years time how many will remember the Europeans seldom yeah. if she gets gold here this will transcend her into such an elite but you think how big a star she is at the moment, even outside of athletics. She's on the front of Vogue. She's on the front, like it's there's giant billboards of her, isn't there? Yeah, like all, billboards all around her. the place. So she is a big name already. Yeah. But you're right. This would be like, and it's in the sprints as well. It's a totally, it's a yeah. totally different thing. Than it being the javelin, just to let you know, the five k is basically the first. It's the Friday and the Monday. Oh, so they've got so but, Friday, fr- Monday. They've got Tuesday, Wednesday off, and then another race on the Thursday. Thursday, Friday, yeah, so, yeah. So you're, that's totally Friday good. Friday and Monday, that's weird, Very right? Very weird. Yeah, but that, that whole schedule's weird. You have, a, you have a heat on a Friday and then you don't have another race till Monday. 
That's what it says. I'm Andy Butcher, and you're listening to the Backstreet Boys. If Dina <laughs> has the opportunity to become a global athletic superstar because she's competing in that Blue Ride Band event of the 100 meters, how can we then be so, so nonplussed by the men's 100 meters? <laughs> Well, because the, no two, because, the two, the, because the two favourites are Christian Coleman and Justin Gatlin. Christian Coleman put a... You know, like, he put a pin of where you are. He put on Twitter the other day, he put a pin and put Doha. No, he didn't. Yeah, and I said, don't tell us, tell Wada. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're hoping to get blocked by Wada yeah, and you know, you, Yes! <laughs> <laughs> you know when you make yourself laugh? <laughs> um, I'll say something controversial See, for me, I'm as excited as I would be anyway. And the reason being, why did I get involved in athletics? Why did I love it? It's the tension before a 100 metre final. Even when you don't care about the <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll be honest. Here's the reason why I'd say yes. Because if we think when, Chris, um, when Kim Collins got yes. involved, did I care? Yes, I was totally invested. Was it the fastest time? No, but you will forever be the world 100 metre champion 2019. Yes, but I really like Kim Collins. Yeah. There is, apart from the Brits, there is no one, honestly, no one competing in the men's 100 metres. Who I could who pick I out of a lineup. To, or, I, yeah, or I could identify. I'd like Simbini to win, I think. So, one. Oh, uh, yes, okay, he'd be someone that I would like to see. Or is DeGrasse running the. 100 meters. I guess so. I don't know. But it, I just, it doesn't set my world on fire and it should do. Do you remember the tension before the men's 100 meters at London mm. was absolutely astonishing and there'll be nothing of that for me this time. Okay, so the narrative, if we're talking London 2017, mm. was essentially narrativized in the media as good versus evil. Yeah. Which it was. <laughs> <laughs> If, if I was going to say, to me, I wouldn't say good versus evil because a person making a decision doesn't make them evil. Oh, Do if I you make it three times. Okay, so for me, if we, if we, if I, it's, I happen to be a Christian, so a part of me thinks I don't just want to cast aspersions on somebody else. There could be a, a multitude of reasons why somebody does something. I come from Wolverhampton where people have done, done time inside. It doesn't make them evil. They made a wrong decision. Maybe they made more than one wrong decision. But for me, that's on them. I'll try and judge them for just who they are as people. So for me, if with the person's competing, the issue therefore is with the system, not with the individual. If we've got an issue with them being there, we need to address the system rather than the individual. In this is a whole other podcast because we could talk about this okay, for an hour. Okay. <laughs> but it's the fact that it's the 100 metres and to the Atletico... Yes, I totally agree with you. There is not that interest. But to the layman, what's going to grab people? What are people in a pub, if it's on a screen, going to be more interested in? Seeing people run around a track multiple times or seeing, here we go, lads, it's the 100 metres. And so that's why I am still massively... Mm. And also, Adam Jamili. We haven't spoken right. big Adam. I mean, Adam's going to do the business, by the way. Yeah, just chuck it out there. I, okay, I'll just hold that because that's my later on. That's... Oh, okay. That's written down. Can I just? This is why I'm not interested in the hundred meters this Go year. On. Yeah. Here's the top top ten in the world, or some of the top ten yep. in the world. Divine Odururu. Yep. Akeni Simbini. Okay, he's vaguely famous. Arthur Gieson. Divine's gone fast, by the way. Aaron Brown, Raymond Ekwevwo. Yep. Uh, um, Yuki Koiki, Mario Burke, Taekwondo Tracy. Who are these people? Joseph Amoa. It's like, I don't care. These are all within the top 15 in the world. So then I would possibly say, well, hang on, I've heard you guys say before about how you love the fact that European indoors is a chance for new athletes. 
that this yeah, is the, a chance. The European for indoors. Is, not is, the world championships. <laughs> <laughs> that to me is part of the beauty where I can't get some geezer who happens to be good at football to be in the Champions League final. That's how open and non-discriminatory athletics is. Yeah, you, I'd still rather watch the women's shot put. I'm really excited for the women's exactly. shot put. <laughs> <laughs> I've tried to put a case for people. I've tried to put a case for it. If this isn't the BBC, we don't have to be balanced. If 100 metres is crap, we can say that it's crap. But because okay. the thing is, what you want in a... In a it's great, it's fantastic if someone comes out of nowhere, but you want them to come out of nowhere and beat big names. You don't come out of nowhere, a group of nobodies beating a group of nobodies mm. is of no interest to anybody. Well, the, the name we haven't mentioned is Justin Gatlin. We won't. Nobody. So, but we can't have it both ways. <laughs> because either you have... So if all we're talking about is a name, notoriety can give you a name. And he's it, as notorious as sure, they Sure, but that, that makes it that's it, makes even, even less worse. reason why I want to watch it. even less reason why we want ah, to watch it. So, so what I would say... We've either got a bunch of nobodies or Justin Gatlin. But I'd say part <laughs> of that system issue that we've got is why are the trials in America and Jamaica so early? And I think that's been part of the issue that we've had, and that's been how the selection's taken place. I think it's just a fallow year for the 100. Yeah. Like, it's... I mean, and if, some, if, if Noah Lyles was in here, it'd yeah. make all the difference. But not that... This, this, this is the thing. We have been taught over generations that the men's 100 is a be-all and end-all. So, therefore... We're, we're expecting this. Sometimes it's just a bit shit and it's just a bit shit at the moment. Sometimes, like, the men's high jump is also a bit, yeah, shit mm. at the moment. That goes to the machine in his home. Oh, yeah, I know, it's such a shame. So and Samba as well. Like, they're both yes, kind of yes. uh, mm. doubtful, aren't they? Um, so, but if the men's high jump is a bit down, no one takes much notice. People are still bigging it up and thinking it's going to be the best race ever. Because it's not. But here's why. Because when you go to a primary school, nobody says... Who's the longest triple jumper in this school? You say, who's the strongest? But they the no, I, I agree. But in 1996, everyone was talking about the triple jump because we had the best triple jumper in the world. Well, everyone Britain talk, was talking about yeah, triple jump. But, we but were, the world were talking about Donovan Bailey and Linford Christie. But this is what we say all the time. It's like when we had amazing javelin throwers in the 80s, everyone knew who Tessa and Fatima was. And if that, was that, that was the narrative. So it's not, it's, it, it's not the public who aren't interested in certain events. It's mm. because you're... It's, you're led in a certain way, but when the public... Again, a, bolt, a bolt down, for example. Yeah, yeah. You're not going to try and defend the bolt down. <laughs> no, so from... Okay, so... Just say no. <laughs> <laughs> like the kids from... Fa- not the kids from Flame, like Grange Hill. The kids from Grange Hill just, just say just no. Just say no, yeah. <laughs> Who was that? It was, um... Uh, what's his name who did that? Just say no was... No, just say no. Yeah, Zamo. Zamo. <laughs> Claire looking totally black. When, when was that on TV? That's was in the that 86? Like, <laughs> that was like, <laughs> 86. That was like, 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 86. That was once again, we've got this weird mix of people who may or may not be running. That's the thing, is it? We just like, don't know. Sifan Hassan, we think, is doing the 5K. She's also entered in the 10. Helen Abiri has been invented in the 5 and the 10. Was Helen, was her sprint finish lacking in Brussels because she's putting in loads of miles to do the 10K? Gide is the world number one in the 10K, in the 10K this year. She's been running super fast over 5 and 3,000. And then Constance Kofferhalven's doing the 5. In the women's 5,000, in 10,000 as well, when you look at the rankings of who's actually going to be in um, uh, Doha, guess who's number sixth in the world? Sixth on, the, in, on times who's going to be there? Steph Twell. Fantastic. You know Amy McColgan's ninth. Yeah. I love self-coached now. Yeah. 
She's been through so much. That ankle and, injury. Oh, right. Mm, yeah. And, oh, <laughs> she's nothing but a joy. When you yes. see her, let, let's say a great north run, or whether it's even a, a really small event, say a half marathon, Cardiff, whatever it might be, and they say, um, and from Great Britain, Steph Twelve. I think, oh, go on, Steph. <laughs> I want something good. I want Steph to get make a final. This I want is- her to. Why you need to come tonight to the 10k PBs yes. because she was, was fantastic. She was fantastic. To to you there and the whole crowd she just is, loved her. She's educated as well in what she yeah. does. What's mm-hmm. interesting about the 10k, I think, because you know you get those 10k races that sometimes they're like, well, as well, we'll, we'll say, um, Elmer's Ion is here, apparently. Haven't seen all year. There's a surprise. Guess don't know where she's been. Nor, <laughs> nor do Wilder, I expect. Um, <laughs> the the um. <laughs> <laughs> but she's, she's appearing out of nowhere, doesn't seem to have a time anywhere. Um, so we could have another one where it's gone out and it's running 29.30, her and... Another um, world record, couldn't we? Well, yeah, you could have, because it's completely gone. Mm. Or you could have one of those great 10k races where it's run one in the mid-30s and a Molly Hubble or a Steph Twell or an Alicia Colden... Nips of bronze. Who was that amazing woman who threw us over over the Emily line? Infield. Emily Infield. That's yes. right. Never heard of her before or since. <laughs> um, who get a medal because it's not super super fast. Depending on who shows up, we have no idea how that race is going to go. Also, remembering it's going to be God knows how hot. We don't just don't have time to talk about the four by four. And also, I think everyone knows what you two are going to do. It's the four by four by mixed by four. I think nonsense. We know exactly what you two are going to do. <laughs> can I just quickly? That. Can I just ask you your thought from the, the mixed four by four, Rosie? There's a mixed four by one as well, isn't there? No, no. no. You can't do a mixed four by one because you can't change over because they're coming at such different speeds. People all bumping into each other. Ah. <laughs> So I thought it was a mixed four by one. I'd love to think that everyone <laughs> will have gone home from Doha and you'll be waiting in the next zone for the Just people the, to I wish there was a mix. I wish there was a two times two. Do you remember those? At the, the four oh, times two? Yeah. That was genius. Or a medley Can I, can <laughs> I just say, Matty, do not, do not put that out there because if, <laughs> don't, give, don't give them ideas. <laughs> do not give them ideas, yeah? So if I'm honest with you, very briefly, mm. I don't really have an opinion on it because I'm, I'm really up for innovation. I'm up for things changing as long as it's thought through and as long as it might do something different that it isn't already doing. And I actually feel that relays are one of the best parts oh, of yeah, yeah, yeah. a chant. Oh, and yeah. so, love, a, love a relay. And the drama in a four, especially. Oh, yeah. I mean, Rooney, what, he, what he's mm. put on, to me, some of his best performances have been in... world championships. Right. We forget he was in Beijing. <laughs> Bonkers. And also potential for Alison Sorry, Felix. Sorry, when I say Beijing, Beijing 2008, not yeah. Beijing 2008. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Alison Felix has the potential to win, and I know people say relay medals aren't worth quite as much, but even so, 17 world medals. How many of them are individual? With. I don't know, four or five? <laughs> 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 oh, my God. Right, before he actually dies on the sofa, it is time for the quick fire round. <laughs> This is Sophie McKinnon and you're listening to the Backstraight Boys. Right. Radzi, this is going to be really difficult, but I need you to keep this brief. Fine. Okay. Good luck. Which Brit in which event do you think is going to win over our hearts and excel in Doha? Where are we starting? Me? We're going to go there first. I'm going to... Is this this the the one we think is a bit of a surprise, you're saying? Um, No, we're going to do Bolter later. This is a Brit you think is going to excel in Doha. Dina. 
in which events? Every event. All three? <laughs> Can I have colour predictions? Um, she's going to get a gold, a silver and a bronze. And a national record anywhere? Two. Very good. Jodie? Um, Shalana Oscar clark But it's not oh. a bolter. Oh, is that what a bolter is? Bolter's like someone who's going to come out the blue, like... Anyway, I have to think of something else then. Shalana Oscar clark she's not ranked highly this year, but she is so good at championships. Mm. She is under two minutes, so she's running into form. She was a little bit injured earlier in the year, so she's coming into form now, which is when you want to be coming into form. Lindsay is ranked, um, I think, fourth in the world on times, but the track and field news have some very strange predictions. They've got her for a silver medal. Lindsay? Uh, yeah, I'm not sure they actually predict medals. They predict, like, where you're ranked yeah, in. Just, in yeah. yeah, so they've got Lindsay a second, and Shalana beat her at the trials. The 800 this year is a very strange the event. The 800 is the strangest well, the, event. The minute you the... take out Casta Semenya... Well, and... Katie Wilson will win gold. Well, I, yeah, I, I assume so. And Raven... What, I was going to say Raven Simone. <laughs> <laughs> Raven Rogers is coming in. Like She mm. looks she looks good as well. And like we said, Americans often perform. But yeah, I think never... I don't think we can count out Shalana, and I think she could... I think there's silver medals up for grabs. I think you're right about AG being the favourite. Ratsy, where's your money? Adam Jumini. Oh, yes. Mm. Adam Jumini, he's not being spoken about. I think that helps him. Yeah. I think in the one and the two, it's not, to quote you guys, a stellar year. I think we could see a few scalps, and I think we could see him. I, I, I think he could even double up on the podium. Ooh. And I'm saying, it, I'm saying it a lot with my heart, <laughs> but he loves competing. He seldom tightens. Yeah. He's a competitor and he does it on the big stage. Adam Jumili, bronze and silver. I don't know in which, which way round. I'm going to put it out there. I think in the two. I think, hang on, can I just say that? Because you literally just said exactly what I was going to say for the Bolter thing. So I think we've kind of got a bit muddled up. He was my, <laughs> my, in the back of my head. I remember back in 2004, me and, uh, do you know John Mulkeen? He's like an academic. Yeah, that's 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 that man, John. Cake man. Cake man, John, yeah. We had this thing where we didn't want to say that we were so sure about um, Kelly. That Kelly was going to, I knew Kelly was going to get two gold medals. I knew it. I just knew it. And me and John were just like, shh. That's all we said all season. (laughs) We'd we'd, we'd, like mess each other. Shh. Like, don't jinx it. And that was kind of how I feel about Adam. I'm completely with what you say. I'm, I would be surprised if he doesn't come home with a medal of some description. And I think especially in the 200, because after um, Noah Lyles, I think... Um, Michael Norman? No, he's not doing it. Oh. Thingy from Turkey. Um, yeah. 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 I mean, he, he is a championship performer and he is ranked, I think, third or fourth in the world this year. Um, so consistent. Yeah, he's very consistent and he'll raise his game. So... But, the two, but so will Adam in a 200 metres. He doesn't look like a 200 metre runner. He's not built like a 200 no, metre runner. And yet, especially, was it at the trials when he was phenomenal? Yeah, he was great. Like, it was, it was like we, he had a different gear. It was brilliant. It was just an Arabic background. And we're going to be in the Middle East. Mm. You know, he can really be taken on board by the locals. Right. And but all, all 50 of them in the stadium. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all those migrant workers and children. Screaming our heads off. All the Filipino migrant workers. <laughs> We have conflated Brits and Bolters quite a bit. Yeah, actually, sorry. No, that's absolutely fine because they've all overlapped and mine actually is a bit of a Bolter and a Brit. 
We haven't spoken about her, and I think perhaps a medal. This might be one chance too soon, but I'm so excited to watch Lavia Nelson in the women's 400 meters. 50.83 this year, she's running so well. She looks like she's really enjoying her racing, and she looks so confident every time she steps out against world-class athletes. Sean A will get gold, NASA will get silver, they'll both go sub-49. Don't write off Lavia if she gets a good lane draw. Uh, Because I think that bronze medal... I think they're going really low 49s, if not 48s. I think the bronze medal could be running 50, 50 something. Yeah, you know? yeah. So mm. it's going to be a big long way between the next thing, I think. Track and field news. as the other 400s. It's Matt Hudson Smith. Oh, oh interesting. No, oh. Nobody is talking about him. No. Randomly, my mate in school is his cousin. And so, Dan Brown, if you are listening, hello, <laughs> sir. And this, I feel that Matt, he. It hasn't quite happened for him yet, yeah. and I feel all he needs is something to click. And if it does click, I think he could do some damage. I, men's... I, I, do, I do agree. He's ranked 21st in the world. and Which means nothing really. No, no, I agree. But I'm just saying, above him is your Michael Normans, your Fred Curleys, yes. but also your Keen Bloomfields, also your Stephen Gardeners, also your Karani James. Karani James so is I was back. just coming to, yeah. Also, so is Stephen Gardner. Yes, exactly. I love. Oh, oh, I could watch that man run. Can we oh. just put him? Then no, that's the only reason I want to see a mixed four by four is to see him and Sean A run together. But they <laughs> oh, won't they because yes. the mixed four by four is before the individual four by fours. So Bahamas have not ended the team. It's just an absolute mess. Yeah, that's not for reason. Yeah. the relay before the, the individual. Yes, yeah. which it's, is why it's, it's on the Tuesday. It's on the Tuesday. But that's right? why. That's why we've sent about 700, 400 meter runners. And that's why we have. <laughs> <laughs> Ratsy doesn't like the idea of that. That's, that's one of our major concerns with the four by four. Is it's in the middle of it's in the middle of the week. I love that we have so many concerns that we can divide them into major concerns and other concerns. Um, if I give everyone in this room a tenner and you ooh. have to stick it on one athlete to take home a gold medal, like who is the probably, favourite of favourites? Yeah, who is oh. the nail on easy favourite? I'm, oh, I'm having Noah Lyles, please. Really? Oh, that's a good is that a good one? I yeah, no, it's very good. I, did, I didn't mm. think I didn't think about it at all. For me, I, I'm struggling to think of you're going to outdo Shawnee Miller Weaver. Oh, oh yeah. of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah I was right. going to get. I thought that everyone would have the same answer. Oh, what's yours? I was going to say Lassa Skaney. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, oh So if it had been a, if we, were, if she was definitely doing the fifteen, so, I would have said Sifan Hassan. But yeah. I, I don't know what event she's doing. That's so that that's so okay. Beatrice Chepkamoy. Chepkowicz. Chepkowicz. Just because, like, oh no, 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 Danielle Williams. Oh, really? Hurdler. I'm struggling, Naffy. I'm struggling. I'm just. I'm going. I'm going through my list. Oh, okay. So if I ever have money to invest, I'm steering well away from you. That's literally the goal. Never. You pick. You three picks the number ones. What am I supposed to say? Not a hurdler. Well, that's true. Yeah, not a steeplechaser. If I had a golden ticket that would let you into one single final and it would be the only event you could watch in the championships, what would it be? I'm just boringly going to say the Women's 200 again. That's been my answer to everything, hasn't it? Women's 200s? I think mine would be more, more of... I think it would be the Women's 1500. Ooh. Oh, do you remember the Women's 1500 last time? <gasps> London, the best, oh the best race of all time. Oh, my God. <laughs> So it's like massive. Yes, it's, it's like, now on YouTube it is, after yeah. two years. But it's like it's like four, four minutes. <laughs> it's, four minutes. 
dissect it. You could dissect. You could write a ten thousand page dissertation. Who put one foot in front of his arm? Oh my God, it's such a great race. If this ticket materialises, Radzi, shall we sit next to one another at the men's four hundred meter hurdles? Absolutely. Abs. I. I genuinely. I'll put it out there. I think I'm tempted to go to the bookies and bet on there being a world record in the men's four. Yeah. And I would love to be there to see that happen. I think the only world record possibilities are that and the. Oh, I've actually got the, a long list. And the men's triple. Me, women's triple. Oh, men's well, as yeah, well. yeah, I suppose the men's as well. But also the women's 400 hurdles. Yes. Hold on. Mm. Men's long jump? No. For world record? You think Echevarri will No, he's going there. to. If he gets it right, he'll jump 920, won't he? I'm not saying it's going to happen. <laughs> I'm just saying it like it's not out of the question, is it? The women's steeplechase? No. When she, when she ran it, she, she ran did it completely right. by herself, didn't right, she? But she? The won. women's 100 hurdles? Yeah, she's not far off. Exactly. The women's 400 that win the triple jumps as well. What about the men's decathlon? Do we know what um, Kevin Meyer's doing this year? I don't know, because he said he's, he just does one a year now because of his body holding place. <laughs> because he wants to, what does he want to do? Um, give us his full attention or something. No, what was it? Oh my God, um, give a hundred, give it a hundred percent effort. Give it. No. Um, 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 oh, <laughs> we quoted this like every week for months. Ka- <laughs> Express himself, we're not going to but I love daily. It's like I don't understand all these people saying they can't do more than one. We only compete for ten minutes. <laughs> Dave Thompson is the man. He is the man. He, he, is the man. The man. <laughs> he went to someone's funeral the other day in the tracksuit. <laughs> <laughs> remember that, that big awards thing for him? Yes, for him. Yes. And everyone turned up in black tie. Like Literally Seth them Caro, Sarah, everyone. Steve and everyone in the and he turns up in a, a tracksuit. <laughs> Awesome. Are you talking about sports personality in the 80s? No, no, no. no, no, no this no, is like a couple of years, years ago. ago. There was a thing for him, like a, three years ago, there was a big event for, for Daily Thompson. Oh, yeah, it was the testimonial event. It was a black tie. Yeah, yeah. Steve Cram, Sevco, everyone in like ball gowns and, and he's got <laughs> a tracksuit on. But when he turned up, was it, was it Rio where he was in the studio? Uh, I think, yeah, it was. Was it Rio? Was it all London? Wherever it was. He was, he, right, so back in 93, he, he did in the studio, right? Oh, did he? Yeah, him and Chris Akabusi, was it? One morning. Oh, and they were, one morning, they were absolutely they brilliant. They would be brilliant. They were brilliant, and yet they were never asked back again. <laughs> <laughs> um, Daley Thompson called um, Leroy Burrell the one-eyed fat man, <laughs> and Larissa Berners-Naya was doing the long jump, and he went, uh. <laughs> And you were just like, oh my God, like, oh my God. And the, it was br- some of the best TV comments I've ever. That was a good. That was that long jump was all right. Well, she's a bit of all right. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely amazing, and they were never to be seen again. What about Chris? What did he go wrong with? He, just, he probably just he got led astray. <laughs> no, I don't want. Is that freaking you out just thinking about it, Radzi? The concept of those two and you in a studio with an hour and a half to fill because the skiing has been cancelled. You know, what? it excites me. The idea of de- big daily and big Chris. I go right, boys. Let's sack off the events. Let's yeah, talk about the good old days. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Oh God, Story can you imagine? Time. I have one final thing I wanted to do tonight, and I think listeners. Can, sorry, can I just say one more? Yeah. Sorry, yeah. can I just say one more bolter? Yeah, yeah. Callum Hawkins. Oh yes, uh, yes. Marathon, yeah. Because, yeah, it's hot. No, I know it's no, hot, and I know he I'm had one you. bad experience. One experience. We come to it. It's not the whole career, which he, is it? which he will have 100% learned from. The marathon, like I said earlier, is totally up in the air. We've got some of the best in the world there, but we don't. Championship don't, marathons are different. But also, a lot of them are opting for um, Chicago. Of course. Mm-hmm. And is it 
Is it Boston or is it Berlin? Berlin. For, for, well, Berlin's the same same day, isn't it? But we've also yeah. got um, Frank Vert coming up as well. So yeah, I mean, I actually people... think he's in with a. He really is a bolter. He's a bolter's bolter. I, he I agree. races so hard, actually. You're right. Yeah, and he's he... a he, he's a smart smart runner as well. And championships are different. And that ain't gonna be run fast. No, you know. It's not going to be running two hundred two. No. Yeah, someone like Holly, you know. Yeah. Holly in the pole vault. Again, I would love it to come together. hundred percent. And she actually is not as old as you think because she's been around for so long. You feel as though she's got to be in her early thirties. She's not. She's like 25, 26? Yeah, I think she might be a twenty-seven yeah. knee area, but she's. She, oh, there are so many people like her. There's so many people to get excited about. <laughs> right, <laughs> listeners. Oh, sorry, I just, I, just, I just want to say one thing. I'm so sorry, I just want to say one thing. I have been pretty down on this World Championships, yet yeah, throughout the year. So much to complain about, too late, messy qualification, going to be too hot, all the rest of it. Having sat here with you two for the last couple of hours, I am so fucking excited. <laughs> um, and it also is the most wide open championships in such a long time. There are so many great stories going on and I cannot wait. This is Alison Phillips and you're listening to the Backstreet Boys. Tiny bit of audience participation. I thought we could throw this out to Twitter. You guys are going to respond with one word. It's going to be a name and you're going to say it as soon as I've asked the oh, question. No. Oh, it's no. an either or. This is a head to head. Who is yeah. winning this So do we, do, are we doing it individually or is this as a group? All at the same time. Okay. Just say okay. it. And then we're going to, I'm going to scribble down who you will put afterwards. We're going to put those out on Twitter and we're going to ask everyone to tweet us their responses. It's a bit like an accumulator. Are we going to put a tenner on this accumulator? Whatever our results are, yeah, let's deal. put a tenner on. Yeah. Happy about doing the tenner? 100%. Perfect. Right. I understand that there could be a third person who comes in and wins this, but this is just if it's a shooter, okay? Yeah. Everyone ready? Naffy or cat? Naffy. 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 <laughs> I want cat. Okay. Rye or Carsten? Carsten. Rye. Okay, I have to go with Rye, don't I? Because Ooh. No, no, no. I'd have to because last week I actually said exactly that. I said I think that there's a possibility that that could be a huge shocker when it happens. So I'm going to stick by my guns last week. I don't, it's not what I want to happen, and I don't think it's going to, but I'm just, gonna, not I'm, just gonna, yeah, mm. I'm just going to stick what I said last week. Luvo or Juan Miguel? Oh, this is the hardest. Yeah. I think this is the hardest so far. Can I just say something, just throwing a total spanner in the works? I'm not even sure Luvo's the... I agree, I don't think he's... I don't, he's Luvo's not been great, great that year. year so I don't think could, he's the second be... one. So let's go, well, if, if out of those two, we have mm-hmm. to go with Jean-Michel Akavaria. Uh, you're saying head not heart, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Louvo. Mm. And the re- and I reason I actually want it to be him is how do you go from drug addict, five yes. percent yes. away from mm. death, to top five percent long jumpers on planet Earth? What a story. Yeah. That's one for the ages. And he's Gone. the nicest person. He's the best interview. He's, he's always smiling. Um, I'm going I'm going Lugo as well because I think there's as much chance that actually very bombs out. You hate inconsistency. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Will or Christian? Christian. So I had to think who they were for a minute. <laughs> Christian. Um, this could be a bold statement here. I, I want it to be Christian and I believe it will be but I would love him to do a world record because he's the greatest lock triple jumper of all time all he does mm. is oh go on Victor Saniev TV <laughs> yeah but it's, he, he won the 68 72 76 Olympics and got a silver and got a silver in 80 so he's triple Olympic yeah triple Olympic champion 
Just what you want on a radio show. <laughs> pregnant silence. While Radzi contemplates that one, the final one is... It's a cat amongst the pigeons, though. You have. Yeah, but it's an irrelevant cat amongst some pigeons, which happened like 40 years ago. We do... We're focusing on the 2019 World Championship. Sorry, Christian. Thank you. And last but not least, and you might laugh at me for this one, but it was my, one of my favourite races of 2017 World Champs, and I think it could be a doozy this time. Beatrice or Emma? Beatrice. Even though Emma is the reigning world champion. Yeah, but Emma's not been in great form this year. The one time she took on Beatrice, she died of Because she of was death. trying something. What, to beat to, her? To, to win. Her coach asked her to run uh, the first. I'm, I'm not, I, I mean, Emma Colburn's a brilliant, and like we said about the Americans, tactically brilliant, but I don't know what your tactics are against Beatrice Chep Kemai. Chep sorry. <laughs> I her every name Who is... 20 seconds faster than you and like literally just runs from the front. I think it's a tough call. I mean, it's a championship, mm-hmm. so we don't know. And we've not seen her at a championships. But sorry, totally of tangent. I think you've got to look out for Krauss. Krauss has run 97 this year. Yeah. She, and, yeah. and she's looking quick over the flat I, as well. Yeah. She's had some really good results. Uh, she's in the medals for me, but also Courtney Furrich has only raced like twice. Mm. She's been training really hard, so I think she could, and she's the national record holder of the States. She could produce something huge. Yeah, Beatrice, not Beatrice? a question for yeah. me. Right, and there we have it. Everyone's <laughs> predictions will scribble them down afterwards. There is, oh my God, there's 40 quid riding on this. <gasps> Wasn't there one well, more like 10 quid then? each? I didn't... Can <laughs> <laughs> you not add up? No, I'm sort of 10 quid each on... I don't understand. You can explain to me afterwards. What oh, well, I did actually, yes, I did have one more. You're right there. How many relay medals are Great Britain going to win? Oh! Right, so... Ma- so last... is there now six relays? Oh, yes. oh! That changed... No, only five. There's not two. Oh, five, yeah. Mixed not... ones, not, not oh, two. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> five relay medals to be won. How I mean, many we won Britain four last win? time. Did we? Well, we won four. Wow. I think we really won four. We won four medals and then Mo won two medals and that was it. <sighs> Shocking. Um... I'm going to go with three, and I, I don't know which three they are, but I'm going with three. Three for Bear, Jodie? Four. Four. I'm going five. Ooh! So where are people getting these? So we're, I think the hundred, both hundreds we're going to get medals yes. in. Yes, yeah. there, there yes. Um, I think the four by the mixed one. We, Who's running? Well, we've, we've said... We so... We care so much yeah. about the relays. Relays, we do, because and other countries yeah. don't. So yeah. Bahamas won't have a team. America and Jamaica will have a team, and after that, who is there? Poland. And I think in the women's between us and Poland, Poland always really good in the relay. But we've actually got better when you put in Beth and you put in Jody. At yeah, the men's four by four. I think it's a write-off. To be fair, I'm not. Oh, it depends if they bring a shot putter for the four. <laughs> <laughs> Rooney, Cowan, uh, Rabba, and Hudson Smith. That is not a bad side to Chalmers is quite pacey. He's but only one really of them there. is in really good form. Oh, yeah. Jack Green's not there. No. We, but, but, but you compare that to like even a second string Jamaican team. Bahamas, I'm not sure. Trinidad and Tobago. Um, Botswana have a really strong team, but I think they're all injured. Um, they're I, all injured? Well, I think, I think, <laughs> I think of, the, of the top three... Belgium, I think, have got can take us as well. well they've got the ball, so yeah. That's and they've got Sakur, who's the world junior mm. champion. Because so Spain have got good four hundred meter runners yeah. at the moment. For me, it boils down to how much do you want the relay, and we, we want it, really yeah. want it. And someone like Dwayne is a guy yeah. who 
almost, if I'm any country, I want a Dwayne in my team yeah. because he will give you everything. Mm. Rabbi Youssef, same story. And then you've got a Rooney who's so experienced and he, he can either pull a man back in or he can put distance no, you're, yeah, no, I, so I, 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 I think really you're right. You're making a very good case. You are making a very, very good argument. Um, so Can I just tell you two very weird stats here? You can um, work two hours and five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> There's the crowd are loving it. Um, just, just that in, in the world this year, our women in the relays are ranked um, fifth, mm-hmm. which seems about about right with France ahead of us, which is a bit strange. Um, and our men are currently ranked second in Berlin. Where was that? No, that's from last year because the relay. Oh, this is the qualification. Yeah, the relays are from last year. I'm going to well. totally ignore that stat. Yeah. <laughs> South Africa. There's like. I think I think there's a lot of I think the, the women's is a lot weaker. I think there's only four teams who are really going to meddle in the women's. I think the men I think will be surprised at who comes out of the woodwork with a decent team. Also, who's going to want to have to stay until the very end of that in the heat? Who's going to be exhausted? Who's going to? And so I'm I'm staying with five. I feel we're going to get five. Can I ask a final question? Of course, of course you may. Go on in for a penny and for a pound. Claire's just given up at this point. <laughs> How many medals will GB walk home with at the end of this championship? Well, apparently we've got five in the relays. So <laughs> <laughs> um, Claire. How many are you going to go? I'd, I'd need to like sit and figure it out, but definitely more than last time. What did we win last time? Six. 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 Relays Easily and mode. more than last time. Um, you guys go around. I'm going to quickly look at my British I'm, team. I'm going to say eight. Yeah, I'm going with like a conservative. I was going to say eight. So and let me say that's eight, and it's nearly all women. It is all women, apart from apart from relays. Um, I'm going to. I'll, I'll say nine then, just because I was going to say eight. But Jodie's chosen eight. I'll go ten. Ooh. I think they're all sprints, with the exception of one, and there'll be one rogue where you think. Oh, I didn't think they'd medal. Yeah, there's always one of them. That's that's the favourite. So I'm going to go five relays, two for Dina, two for Adam. (laughs) So Adam gets three then? Yeah, Adam's (laughs) going to do the treble as well. Adam treble, Dina treble, life's good. Everyone gets a medal. (laughs) (laughs) You get a medal, you get a medal. I think eight individual and four relay. Twelve? Twelve in total, and you're right, almost all women. Callum Hawkins is our most likely medaller oh, on, the, on the men's side of things. Wow. Can I also just say, I, I genuinely listen to this podcast and oh, Claire, oh, oh, I think you genuinely deserve a medal for trying to control <laughs> all this. <laughs> you are a professional and we're not. <laughs> Ruddy, you cannot say that. You're just about to fly out for the BBC to the World Championship. Hopefully they won't hear that until after the <laughs> Hi, this is Jenny Simpson and back straight back. All right. Is that all right? Thank you. It's been an absolute joy and a pleasure and a baffling, disorientating romp, but I feel ready for the World Championships and it sounds like everybody here does. Razzy, thank you so, so much for coming along to join us. If you have enjoyed the pod, please drop us a line on Twitter. You can get to the boys at BackstraightB. I thought I'd save us. (laughs) I'm at Claire underscore G Thomas. Razzy, how can people contact you? On Instagram at I am Razzy. There we go. Also, if you've enjoyed the pod, please do leave us a review on iTunes or 
Spotify, wherever it is that you get your back straight boys and girl fix. Thank you very, very much for listening. We hope you enjoyed the champs as much as no doubt we all will. Check back again soon. We'll be podding throughout the championship. And also we'll be on Twitter non-stop because obviously I'm not going to work next week. I'm just sitting at home and watching athletics 24 hours uh, a day. So we will be tweeting non-stop. You know when you tweet so much these days, you're not actually watching athletics, you have to pause it and then you're behind and then you have to catch up. So all of that's been going on. Bradzy, good luck. Go well. Enjoy. We look forward to seeing and hearing from you and everybody at home. Happy World Championship. Sorry, Claire. <laughs> <laughs>